one. Yo, everyone, welcome to Filmmaker Mike and the boys. Joining me for this Zack Snyder's Justice League episode is Sequestered Jester. Hey, hey, everybody. Kuya. Hey, just looking at uh, looking for haters right now. And <laughs> Pinhead. What's up? Let's get into this shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> wait, ah. wait. I can't see any haters, man. Can, can you see any haters? Oh, they're out there. They're did, still did, out there. Did they, did they pull a John Cena? No, don't do it. Don't do uh, it. If you, it? Look, if you look uh, hard enough, you will find them. It yeah. won't take too much. All I will say right off the bat, please don't. Don't tarnish, don't tarnish Zachary Snyder's cut with Jonathan Cena's bullshit, please. Thank you. Zachary Snyder? We're not yeah. saying that. Zachary M.F. Snyder. There you go. That, that's, that's his full name. Let's just keep it simple. Zach motherfucking Snyder. Yo. That's Snyder cut, guys. Oh. Yeah. Um. My goodness. They're... Um, there's this, I don't know how to, how to put it. There's, there's something in the air <laughs> that, that's changed over the last few days. So I'm just going to say it from my perspective, of course, I got to see it early on Saturday and then we recorded, we recorded on Sunday, right? Yeah. We recorded on Sunday, last mm-hmm. Sunday. And I just basically shared with all of you. What I thought of the film, of course, is to be, to be expected, of course, that I would love it. And I, I knew I would love it because when you compare what we got from Justice League to what we're getting with the original vision, of course, for me personally, I, I knew I would love it. Um, but w- when I was talking to you guys about the film, you, ha- you guys have not seen it yet. I didn't want to spoil anything. You guys didn't want to hear any spoilers except for Kuwait. Oh, I did asked a few things on uh, uh, via text um, but hey you know what like there is just something in the air and on social media like this is uh so if you guys the, for those who are listening I'm not I don't necessarily have a sports team it used to be the Lakers when Kobe was playing you know um, but ever since Kobe left, I was like, eh, I mean, I'll watch basketball. I'll watch football. It's, it's fun. I think it's cool. But I don't have a sports team. My sports team is the Justice Motherfucking League. And when, that, when this film came out in 2017, man, it was a, it was a, huge, it was a huge L. <laughs> so, you know, I told my wife, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy on sports, but this is my sports and I'm rooting for the underdog. And right now, the last few days since this film debuted on HBO Max and everywhere around the world, it feels like we just won the championship. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and the fact that, yes, uh, I was expecting, I was, ho- I was expecting the worst. I was hoping for the best, but expecting the worst because this is, um, this is not necessarily in a way, brand new territory as far as a Zack Snyder film, uh, you know, more or less. And, and all the uh, Zack Snyder fans and DC fans were basically telling everyone like, hey, get ready. Because if they're hating on the trailers now, they're hating on the behind the scenes and all the teases that Zack Snyder's showing, well, guess what? It's going to be war 
on March 18th and beyond. Haters are going to come after it. But, man, and I was expecting, like I said, I was expecting the worst. But, man, when the film hit and then the reactions came, and not just from the hardcore fans, but you've got, you've got uh, casual fans, you've got people who like just watching movies and watching these superhero movies who, who aren't really as invested in it, it feels great. Like, you know, it, it, it would have been okay if, you know, I, I would totally been okay if most of the world hated it as long as I loved it, right? Who cares? But there's something special when everyone is just appreciating it. Like, yes, finally, you guys are seeing why why myself uh, and a lot of other people have trusted this guy and have put so much faith in this guy since Man of Steel because he is, whether you like him or not, whether you like his other films or not, he is a visionary. And like he said, the one thing he really appreciates about Batman v Superman, for example, is that, you know, that film came out five years ago, almost five years ago, and yet it's still a point of discussion. Whether it's Martha or it's something else about the film, it is still being discussed. And he even admitted that he makes films, he makes films to not be forgotten. He wants his films to be remembered. He wants films to push the envelope. He wants his films to ask questions. And that's why he even said when he made Man of Steel, and there's so much destruction towards the, the, that fight between Superman and General Zod. And there's so much destruction uh, and chaos, even before that fight, actually. There's so much destruction and chaos. His perspective is that you can't have, you can't have these super-powered beings, aliens, and these heroes and villains existing without having consequences. And that's why I thought it was such a perfect, um, when, when Batman v Superman came out and then you have, it starts off with uh, Batman or Bruce Wayne's perspective on the destruction. It almost feels like Bruce Wayne's perspective and anger towards Superman is the perspective of the people and the audiences that did not like that destruction that Superman brought. And that's why Batman was like really after, and, Clearly, when you start the film, when that film starts, you see that Batman is clearly angry at this alien that he doesn't know about. And then, of course, there's that, among many other things within that film, sparks so much controversy. Batman's killing, doing all of this stuff. He doesn't kill. <laughs> but when we look at his history, cinematically, and in the comic books, we will find many things and many. And the animated uh, show. Huh? Don't forget the animated show. Oh, God. Here we go. No, let's not. Here we go. So to make, to, to, to make you happy, <laughs> we're going to have to do a deep dive into the animated series eventually. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and perhaps dissect each episode. So on Facebook Live, real quick, we've got some people joining us. Yo, Superman Smash, Mike. Mike, uh, one of my old buddies uh, from Brown, commented, Superman smash. I think uh, it's supposed to be Hulk smash, but hey, Superman still smash. <laughs> yeah, Superman so, yeah. Um, and then now we're finally getting the, 
ever since Batman v Superman, a lot of people were like, you know, of course, ang angry at, at, on uh, Zack Snyder's take on Batman and rushing and all these things. Wonder Woman, you're putting too much things. You're trying to catch up to Marvel. And then, of course, we have Justice League and the train wreck that was. And then now everything has led to this Zack Snyder's Justice League, where we're finally getting the sequel to, uh, to BVS, the, the, the original true sequel. And it's, for me, <laughs> I mean, I've already said it, it's, it's perfection. It is a masterpiece. I love it. I've, I've done nothing, but as soon as I get home from work, I'm watching it. And if I get to, like, I got a little, I'll like three, three hours in and I'm like, I'm, I'm really dozing off. And I'm like, I'll pause it. I'll go to bed. And then as soon as I wake up in the morning having my coffee, I'm watching, I'm continuing it where I left off. And last night was working with Pinhead, just talking about it. And the more we talked about it, the more it got me excited again to watch it. Like it's the, the, yeah, the rewatch yeah. re factor for me personally is so high. It's like usually traditionally when we get a movie like this in the movie theater, um, the most that I've done at uh, seeing a movie at a movie theater was Attack of the Clones, episode two. That was my first Star Wars experience here in the US. I watched that film seven times in the theater. But you know, that, that may be compared to, you know, like Avengers Endgame, there's that one guy who what saw it like, was it 50 or 100 times? I, I can't remember. God. Like, and, and I get it. Like, you're just like, you can just get, you know, some people can just, you know, and I've been there, but man, seven times for me for attack of the clones eventually like i kind of burned myself out for a bit so from that from that experience like i wanted to enjoy it. but anyway for man of steel i saw it four times which is i think just right but for this one since we're not getting in the theater right right off the bat there's just something about seeing it you know and just going back into it and getting to share that experience even if we're not in the theater collectively and gathering in in a large group and cheering um everyone is still able to share that experience and then share their um their thoughts on social media so i'm gonna pass it on to jester so yeah. you want to share your thoughts your overall th and by the way um i forgot to mention of course we're going full spoilers here so if you're on facebook live and you're joining us and you haven't seen it yet you're a fucking win. loser if you haven't um, seen it yet. No, oh, they're not. <laughs> Stop I mean, it. Really, really, are we gonna put down people? Like, yes, we're gonna put down people because no, they've been talking not... shit about Zack Snyder the whole well, entire time. They're not. Nobody. So we're gonna talk shit. Nobody. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be talking shit. Not on Facebook Live. Let's not gonna, be toxic. I, I, no, I'm gonna be Don't toxic. Be like motherfucker. I'm, I'm gonna be toxic Avenger. I'm gonna avenge <laughs> fucking. I'm gonna avenge fucking Zack Snyder. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. fucking you know what I'm gonna yeah. That's yeah so wait. we are we are going full spoilers this time because now yep. every one of us has seen it. So Jester, go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Je Jester, Jester's like uh, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, uh, I am extremely surprised about how much I like this movie. Um, I went into it expecting really nothing uh, i honestly didn't really care I, I was i was looking forward to seeing it 
in the aspect of like, oh, cool, you know, I mean, a new take on it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got all the way to the scene of uh, Theramaskia. I don't even know how you say that. Yeah, thank you. Halfway through that scene, I was like, holy crap, this is extremely good. <laughs> I was uh, sucked in at that point. And I could not stop watching it. I had to stop watching it about halfway through. Uh, I think I stopped at part three and I, I had to take care of some stuff, but um, I then continued it the next day. And then I watched all the way to the epilogue and then I continued the epilogue on the third day. Um, I am very thankful that Zack Snyder was able to complete his work the way that he wanted to. And I'll continue to say that I do not think that this movie would have ever come out if he still was able to put his vision out um, back in the day. We would have never gotten a four-hour movie like this. So with all the uh, struggles that he had and that he went through and COVID happening and shutting down theaters and making things difficult, HBO Max coming out with the Iron Fist. Um, it gave him the opportunity to show us something that he uh, really could make an incredible movie. He just needs, I mean, it seems like he just needs three and a half hours and he can make it a really amazing movie. Um, I hope and pray we get a sequel now because there's no way you can make it that good of a movie for me and then end with a cliffhanger and then just go, well, we're not going to do a sequel. It's like, man, I really hope that's not true. I hope we get a sequel. Um, man, I, I don't know. Like, uh, we could start diving into topics if, if you'd like, Mike, and uh, so, where you um, want to start. Real quick, just to add to what you mentioned uh, earlier, he had a live stream with, um, I think it was Man versus Game yeah, on Twitch. Yeah. And um, I checked it out for a bit. And Joe Manganiello was also there, uh, who plays Deathstroke uh, in the film. And um, Zack Snyder did mention that when he was making Justice League, he was uh, it came up it came up with a studio that he was saying like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like four uh, four hour cut or something like that to that effect, where he was going to go longer than two hours. And the studio mentioned something. Warner Brothers basically said, like, uh, uh, just go, go with two. And he thought, he thought, Zack Snyder thought that they were joking. Because from his perspective, and this is what he mentioned earlier in that live stream on Twitch. From his perspective, there's six characters here. There's no way you can do two hours. No way you can do them justice within two hours. Right. And then he later found out when he was speaking to the studio that, Oh, you guys weren't joking. You guys were serious. You guys just want a two-hour movie, you know? And now, of course, this is not nothing necessarily new because when we look back at BVS, his original cut is that ultimate edition, the three-hour cut. But the yeah. studio, when he when he when he um, fit, when he finished and locked that ultimate edition cut, a director's cut at three hours, studio said you gotta you gotta cut it down. So he cut it down to two and a half hours and that's what we got theatrically, right? And then of course, when the Blu-ray and the DVD came out and digital, there's the ultimate edition and everyone was saying like, oh, it's so much better. 
But then, of course, the people who already hated the film, their their rationale was like, if the movie wasn't good theatrically at two and a half hours, it's not going to be better with 30 more minutes. That was the that was the general rationale, yeah. the general, you know. And right. okay, I can see that perspective, sure. But for me personally, yeah, three. I mean, the, it added more context, right? So now, um, and then of course you're saying now we're hoping that we get a sequel. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, there's even some people who are saying like, well, it's too bad we're not going to get a sequel. Which, I mean, it's really 50-50 at this point. Well, let me make this clear. Hmm. It's not 50-50. It's 99% guaranteed. You know why? We got this film from the entire movement of fans right. who never stopped. Now we've got more fans because like you, Jester, you want to mm -hmm. see that sequel. So yeah. this, is my, this is my call to action for you and everyone else who's listening. If you enjoy this film and you want to see Justice League 2 and 3, you gotta you gotta join the the movement and just basically the hashtag, you know. Now right now it's hashtag restore the Snyderverse, you know. Mm -hmm. That's that's the that's the hashtag and and that's why like I'm surprised that some people uh, on on social media are saying, well it's too bad we're not gonna get the 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 sequel or the part two where we're not gonna see the story end, and I'm like, you guys know that he Zack Snyder purposefully put that nightmare sequence in there, he purposefully filmed that sequence additional. That's an additional. That's the only thing that he filmed additionally. That mm. nightmare sequence. That's the only thing. The other day, uh, I, have, I was having a discussion and the guy, uh, one of, my, one of the, my friends, I guess, or acquaintances on Facebook, he was saying that there's so many stuff that they reshot or they, he had to refill. And I'm like, no, there's not. The only brand new thing you're seeing that Zack Snyder had to film additionally is that entire nightmare sequence, which is what? Five minutes, six, seven minutes. Mm -hmm. if that, that's it. Everything else that we're seeing in this four hour cut was filmed before, you know, they were so far into production. So right. again, going back to my point, there's no way that he added that in there just to tease everyone. And he's publicly said, on some interviews, even leading up to today, that he's more than willing, as long as they give it to him and let him know like, hey, we want you to continue this story. So now it, it rests on us and everyone else to watch it, of course, legally, because there are those people out there, as soon as it hit the pirating sites, the, ah, let's go watch a Snyder cut. You know, I mean, those, are, those views are not gonna count. Mm -hmm. And HBO Max, Warner Media, AT&T won't see those views. And if you, and in case anyone's listening and they did pirate the film, I now challenge you to watch it legally, whether it's on HBO Max in the US or wherever, I think it's HBO Go in Asia and or everywhere else internationally, watch it legally at least once, you know, at least once and make that view count. You know, and unfortunately, there are still some countries that don't have access to it. But hey, I mean, HBO Asia crashed. HBO Asia, HBO Go in Asia crashed because of this. HBO Max in the U.S. crashed, supposedly, 
it, it also crashed possibly just for a bit because they were they were more than well prepared. But you know, the fact that it's 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 crashing the servers and the 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 reaction and the overall reception is just overwhelmingly positive for the most part. That says a lot. So again, if you guys, you know, if anyone wants to see this continue, you guys just got to join the movement. And it's simple. It's that it's just that hashtag restore the Snyderverse for now, as far as we know, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the current hashtag. It could change later on. I will update you guys, but I'm, I'm very hopeful that it can and it will happen. I'm really hoping by Monday, we get an announcement from HBO Max and Warner, Warner Media that, hey, we're going to continue, you know, because I mean, this is the, Pinhead and I were talking about this. This is the one true massive streaming event spectacle, you know? Last year we had the opportunity, uh, Disney Plus had the opportunity with Mulan, but of course they needed to make some money for 30 bucks extra, you know, <laughs> right? And th But then with, with HBO Max, for 15 bucks, if if you have at least one other person with you who's watching it, that's 15 bucks for two people. That's actually a cheaper movie ticket, right? It's about 750 each. I remember yeah. the good old days when movie tickets were 550, 525 on a matinee. And you could have gotten three people for 15 bucks at least. But again, you know, for 14.99, if you've got a family, or if you've got four or five, if you have a, a watch party or whatever. You're getting your money's worth for 15 bucks. And the fact that you can watch it over and over for at least a month. And that's, this is just the Snyder cut. We're not even talking about the other films that they've got there and the other upcoming brand new films like Godzilla versus Kong. Which is or Mortal Kombat. Right. Nope. <laughs> so that alone, the value alone is, you know, especially during these times, granted, we have movie theaters opening up right now in LA and the uh, California Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and other cities and uh, areas. New York has already opened their movie theaters. So, but it, uh, hopefully we do get a chance to see this on the big screen. The format is, um, this 4. is uh, 4. Uh, 4, yeah, 4.3. It is the IMAX format. A lot of people, of course, our TVs now are widescreen, our wide uh, uh, screen TVs. So it's supposed to, you know, you want to see that full. But then when you look at it, when you don't have those black bars on up and top, you're really getting a bigger picture. And I really got it because it's very immersive for me. Like that's how I felt. Like with a lot of those shots, very immersive. So again, just, you know, if you guys want to see a sequel, you guys want to see uh, Justice League 2 and 3, you want to see Zack Snyder continue this story. Well, you guys know what to do. And it's very simple. It really is. So, and the fact that we got this again, that in itself is huge. That, that, that we, you know, all the fans and the, the campaigning for from 2017 to this, that's the reason why we got this. Remember when HBO Max uh, announced, my, the best example that I use, when HBO, HBO uh, Max announced that we're going to get the Sesame Street uh, shows and the network, the, the network of Sesame, whatever, and all the Sesame Street shows. They announced it on social media on Facebook, and then they uh, 
put it on their, hey, we're getting it on social media. And sure enough, one, one guy will comment and he said, fuck Elmo, bring me the, uh, bring me the Snyder Cut. Release the Give Snyder me cut. hashtag or hashtag release the Snyder Cut, which is what the movement Amen. has went on since 2017. Amen. Which, uh, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, again, just to remind people, was on billboards or was on Times Square during New York Comic Con. The fans pulled money. Imagine how much it costs to have a, an electric billboard or, or, yeah, an electric billboard on Times Square to rent one of those and have Superman flying from one screen to the next. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. To rent a plane with a big ass banner behind it. You know those planes with those messages? Some guys will do a proposal or, or whatever, you know, like congrats or whatever. They pull it, put a message. The fans gathered and pulled money to hire a plane with a banner, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, to fly right over Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, California. I mean, it clearly shows you the, the, the lengths that the fans will go to get the studio's attention, aside from just uh, hashtags online. And yet again, it has it ha it holds the record for being the the most tweeted film that they have never released. Imagine that, you know. So, alrighty, who wants to go next? Well, I think gesture should finish. Okay. Or do, do we want to do a deep dive? Do we want to start going by chapter, or do we just want to like get o overall thoughts, things that stood out? Uh, I mean, we can go. Uh... We can go, go any 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 which way, man. Yeah, it's up to you guys. The, this uh, this podcast might might be as long as the Snyder Cut for Christ's sake. It might be longer, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's why this episode is solely dedicated to the Snyder Cut. Because I mean, uh, we're talking about a four hour film. When we did um, the Mandalorian, when you have a thirty five minute episode of Mandalorian, we can go an hour and a half, you know, maybe two hours. Uh, so we might as well quit our jobs right now because we'll be here for the next six weeks. <laughs> when, and then when we did WandaVision, some, some are 35-minute episodes. We go an hour and a half. I mean, this is a four. The, and again, Ray Fisher put it so eloquently as soon as he saw um, the film. The first time he saw the film, I think it was around Saturday night, last Saturday night as well. Uh, he still had his headphones on. He just finished watching it. And again, this is Ray Fisher, the guy who plays Cyborg, who for the last year has been very outspoken and, and uh, basically came out and said, you know, Walter Hamada and uh, Jeff Johns, um, they did this and they said these things and they abused and they, all these things, which were like, at first was like wild allegations. But now people are realizing that he was genuinely robbed because Zack Snyder, gave him a platform to create this character yes you have the inspiration of cyborg from from the source material from the comic books uh from teen titans and then from the uh cartoons but of course this is a different performance and my god when you see cyborg really is the heart of this film when you see that when you see his story it's so well done and anyway um he basically said this is a feast this film is an entire feast and there's so much to chew on, so much to chew on. Um, 
So we got six chapters. And then, of course, the epilogue. Uh, part one is Don't Count on It, Batman. And then part two, The Age of Heroes. Part three, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Part four, Change Machine. Part five, All the King's Horses. Part six, Something Darker. And then, of course, the epilogue, A Father Twice Over. And remember, when they initially announced this last year, the plan was to go and release them by chapter originally. And then somewhere along the lines, because if you think about it, if they were to really, the, the plan was to release it in four chapters, four one hour chapters. But now we have six, seven parts, including the epilogue. So can you imagine if we got this um, in those parts, like one a week where we're waiting? Would you guys have preferred that or would you prefer like this, like the four hour and then you go as you wish. You go, and that's the best thing about it, I think. Zack Snyder even said, you can go the four full hours, the hardcore fans like myself, I went for full, full hours, didn't stop, just kept going. Like I've been waiting for this since 2017. So you bet, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna savor it. And I'm gonna keep savoring it over and over again, which is what I've been doing. So what 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 do you guys think? Do you, do you guys like that we got all the four hours? Um, I don't think it really matters to me either way. If let's say they do the sequel, um, and they release it, you know, four parts a week in between, that's fine. Doesn't matter to me as long as the the story is good and the you know, I don't mind waiting. That's no big deal to me. So I don't know. Pin Arakuya. If I can release it as a eight-hour movie, I don't care. It's fine. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. The the I don't know. Like it, you know, Jester's right. If, if they release it as 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 chapters, like like a series or something like that, it, it it's gonna work well. Uh, the, you know, it just depends on how uh, Zack Snyder will shoot it and, and all that stuff. Um, if they release it as a movie, it'll be perfectly fine as well. So either either way is fine with me, but I prefer like, you know, sitting down, uh, you know, watching a four hour, eight hour movie. I don't care. So eight hours. Hey, whatever. He he did go on record and he said he has a longer cut than yeah. four hours. Yep. I know that. I uh, think he, yeah, he mentioned like twenty or thirty minutes that he cut out. Yeah. Still, yeah. Pinhead, what do you think? Um I see you're in Jester's point of view, but fuck that bullshit. We're not waiting this time because there's two fold. There's two, there's two reasons. We're not doing this shit anymore. We're not doing this. He's a master craftsman at telling story contrary to the popular belief. So we're not going to wait four weeks. On top of that, I could not listen. I love you, brother. I love you, Mike. But I could not listen to Mike eight weeks in a row blowing his load consistently <laughs> week after fucking week after fucking week. No, I want it all in one blast, not eight weeks consecutively. Well, so, no. Hold on. No. Hold on. I think you're assuming too much. Do you think that just because this movie is out now and we're doing this episode, do you think I'm going to stop talking about this? I don't think so. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it would be even more elongated if it was an eight-week endeavor, because that eight-week endeavor would be eight years, and I don't need eight years of goo blasted into my ear. So I would just rather get it all out of the way for this whole year, like the COVID shot and the COVID pandemic, and get it all down my throat, you know. I'd rather get the cock sucked right off the bat than have to do it for eight fucking years. I'm not going to do that. So I no, no, so no foreplay. Just no, just, fuck just the go, foreplay. Fuck the foreplay. Just do We've it. had to have foreplay for how many? Like, well, this is going on quite a few years now. From right, Man right. of Steel, we've had the four enough with the foreplay. I ate your pussy already. It's time to put out, baby. <laughs> it's time oh to God. put out, baby. No more, no more waiting games. It's time to put that pussy out. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, um, Fuck all yeah. The waiting. speaking to that also, a lot of a lot of fans or some have expressed uh on social media like, before before the release, oh when the when those trailers were coming out or those character spots, those quick like little 15 second, you know, for social media. A, a friend of mine has said like, oh, I can't wait till the Snyder Cut is done so we can get over this. And I'm like, and I re- basically replied with Dr. Manhattan saying it never ends. This will not end. This will only continue. And as you can see, you know, as you can see, right, rightfully so, uh, it will continue. Um, so any other general thoughts before, or before we deep dive into this? Pinhead, what do you think, man? What do I think about what? No, the general thoughts on, on, on the movie. On the film, the four hours. Um, for me, I like it because I'm a type of guy, and this isn't going to be for everybody, especially, and we, we'll get down the line when we get into the deep dive and when we get into my grandmother's perspective, perspective of it at the very, very end when we finish this podcast in four weeks. Um, I will say right off the bat, without getting too deep into it, I'll just say I really enjoy this because these are my type of films. I like these slow burn long movies. I like, like I've said before many times off air, I've watched Apocalypse Now, which is only 20 minutes shy of this film. I've watched it 85 times. So this is cakewalk shit for me. This is this, watching this four or five times. This is child's play compared to what I've done with Godfather one and two apocalypse. Now I've watched Scarface 70 times. Like this is child's play to me as far as the link. So everybody go, it's too long. And I wish like that's crybaby shit as far as I'm concerned, because I live off of this. I live off this slow burn, great storytelling material that takes, I don't, I don't give a fuck if I had to sit here for four weeks and get fired from my job, I would have done it. That's how dedicated I am to slow burn movies. So all you guys out here going, "Eh," that's fine, but you'll dedicate, you know, 80 hours on world of Warcraft or some other bullshit that you're playing on your PC. So make that make sense. That's my overall thoughts anyway, you know, and I'll say this right now. Right off the bat, this isn't just my opinion. This is my grandmother's opinion, and she didn't even see it. But just judging by her opinion, this is leaps and bounds better than the Joshua Whedon cut. So 
Fuck them. Let's go. <laughs> Joshua Whedon. <laughs> Let's go. All righty. Yeah. Um, as far as the four hours, initially before the release, a lot of people were saying like, I don't like Snyder's films. What makes him think that I'm going to watch four hours of his film? But people have turned around. Because when you watch the four hours, when you start the film, of course, I'm speaking as a hardcore fan. I never got bored. But now you're seeing other people as well. Like, it moves. It, the film moves. And it, 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 does, it does a slow burn, but it never gets boring. And I will, and I will say, not to interrupt you, but I will, as we talked off air, like we said, it is a slow burn. However, like I was talking to you as we were, you know, riding home, it's very addicting real quick. You get that. I'll watch an hour. I'll watch a half an hour of it. And then you keep going, you know, I'll watch another. And then it gets really addicting. That's why that slow burn turns into you're chasing the dragon. So, right. And, mm. and also Kevin Smith, who uh, got his access code like a week ago, he got it like on a Friday night and he said, I'll watch it tomorrow. And then he thought, <laughs> you know what? I'll watch an hour before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up going to bed at 5 a.m. He finished yep. it. He, so imagine, imagine having the mindset of like, ah, I'll watch 30 minutes of it. I'll watch an hour. And then you end up finishing the four-hour film before you. It was the expectations of, of Whedon's uh, craptacular uh, theatrical release. That's, that's, that's what everybody's uh, right. you know, they're assuming is going to be like that. Oh, you know, Zach's just going to add a couple of things here and there, here and there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I'm, I'm, didn't you have the similar experience, Jester, with you didn't finish it, but you were getting damn close of, or we're going to keep going and keep going because I kept hearing you keep pushing and pushing. Yeah, I had to, I had to force myself to stop both times. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So, because like, wow. there, there was like, I was literally going to be like, I'm only going to watch an hour. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I go to like pause it and I see that there's like, I hit like 47 minutes. I'm like, yeah, it's not good enough. I'll, I'll watch a little more. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, where, where's a good good spot to to pause in? in yeah, the there's whole not. There's hours, not. Right? That's yeah, the, that's not the a whole good thing. Spot. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, go ahead. No, well, just just the general overview of of how I felt. Like, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like in the middle of work. Actually, I was I was working uh, remotely, and I was watching the Snyder Cut. I wasn't paying attention to to what I, I was supposed to do, so I was just like looking at the <laughs> Snyder Cut. I was oh. just like this, like, you know, I was just going, you know, I, I stood my computer, I, I, you know, I to the TV, I to the TV. And then like, there was a point uh, in, in the movie that I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to mute my, I'm, I'm going to mute my, uh, my, Customers. my microphone. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just focus, you know, just, just pretend I'm like, like looking at the, uh, paying attention uh, intently at work, but I'm going to watch the movie. <laughs> You know, so I, I did. I was just like this. I was like this, and I was just, just like stopped and looking every so often like this. But uh, I, you know, for me, it, it, this is vindication, and that, that's for me. That's the perfect word to 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 attack or to to explain what the Snyder Cut is for for everybody. Uh, vindication for Zack Snyder because the the artist, the director, the visionary. He finally has, you know, people have finally seen his movie. This is his movie. the The 2017 release is not his movie. It was 
butchered by a by a hack, a fucking hack. And you know Joshua Whedon. Let's put they, him on record. Joshua Whedon. And you know, with, with the with the um you know, with the okay of the, the, the Warner Brothers execs. Okay. Uh it's vindication for him because, like you know, everybody was saying, "Oh, it's fake. Like he doesn't have this movie and this bullshit." As you can see, this this is completely different from from the theatrical release. Um, it's vindications for all the people that supported him when when they started to release the Snyder Cut. Um, Mike was one of the first ones that told me about the hashtag, and I was like trying to follow it and, and all that stuff, and everybody was. Uh, look, you know, I was like looking at to see what's going on. I thought it was just like a little fad, like, oh yeah, well, I I do want to see the Snyder Cut, so I'll just like you know release whatever. But li- little did I know that they were actually helping out uh, the AFSP, you know, the American Found- is the American Foundation for Su- Suicide uh, Prevention. Is yes, you got it right. You got it right. Yeah, so they were helping out just because of what happened uh, to Autumn and uh, and what happened to you know. And all the the tragic events that that uh, that led to for Zach to leave uh, 2017. So that's vindication, and vind- and finally, it's, it's vindication for the hardcore DC fans. Um, this is the superhero movie that they've been waiting for since 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 Man of Steel. Man of Steel for, for me, it, it was top notch. It was great. People hate uh, some. Some of the fans hated it because of the fact that it wasn't, you know, super. Superman doesn't kill, whatever. But for me, that was the the most realistic take on what Superman was. Like you know, have, having the super powered being coming from from out of nowhere, and then an, an alien uh, invasion happening, and then this one guy or this one person flying, sa- saving, you know, trying to save, do the best he can to save, uh, you know, save the world. And he pretty much did, you know. Granted, there's there's a little there's a whole lot of damage, but you know what? You know, shit happens on your first day, right? Um, Batman versus Superman. Everybody was excited, uh, you know, but like you know, because of the the stuff that that happened uh, with with the studios, that's that's an issue also. So, and then the Justice League, you know, the, the what what happened in 2017 was fucking, you know, it was a shit show. So for the hardcore DC fans like 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 Mike and um, I, I really don't want to say say that I am a DC fan, but I do prefer DC over Marvel when it comes to comic books. So am I am I a hardcore DC fan, Mike? Yeah, in a you sense, are. you are. I, I, I guess I am. Yeah, I guess I am. It, it's vindication for us just because of the fact that there is a, a you know we we there is a way for us to build a great a good story for for you know to watch you know as a movie it, it's not it's not just like you know it's not just following the marvel fo- formula it's not just it's not just like uh going you know doing this doing that like you know adding dick jokes here and there it, it's it's not it, it's not um you know it's not you know like uh the 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 mythos of of what superheroes are. The, these guys, like when 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 you when you saw the action scenes, these guys were fighting. These guys were were battling. They they were like destroying. Like it wasn't it wasn't like oh you, you, you know oh pose here pose there whatever. 
they were actually like doing doing a lot of damage. Intense, hardcore. It was very intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 that was great. You know, so it it is vindication for Zach. It's vindication for the the movement uh, Snyder Cut. Vindication for the DC fans. Um, I I I do want to say that there was one exception. And it almost like I was gonna say this was a perfect movie. I really because I really enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was nonstop, like from from the very beginning to the very end. I really enjoyed it, except for one thing, and I'll I'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Um, if we my, ever get there. Yeah, my wife. Um, yesterday she was a little apprehensive because we we had dinner, we had fun, and I said, oh, "Okay, so you ready to watch the Snyder Cut?" And she was like, you know, love, I, I'm not sure. Um, it's four hours. Like, I don't know. And I said, all right, here's the deal. Let me, uh, let, I'll have you watch 30 minutes. If, if you don't, if you don't like it within 30 minutes, we'll stop. We'll watch something else. We'll, we'll go finish. Because uh, we, we're, we're into, um, what, what, what are you watching right now? Mindhunters uh, on, uh, on Netflix. So we're we're watching that uh we're you know we're we're binging that right now. So I told her, I told her like if he, if she doesn't like the the Snyder cut, we'll move on and we'll watch something else. And she was like, okay, cool deal. So she was all ready. So she, we were, we were watching, 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 and she was hooked by uh, the time the Battle of Themyscira happened. And from that point on, she didn't care about the watch. She didn't care. About, like she, she watched the whole thing with me, asking the questions. And you know, like it, I, I paused a little bit and I had to answer her her, her questions here and there. She remember she remembered some of the things that she saw on the just on the Justice League on the 20, 2017 cut. And I told you guys that she she liked she liked the, that one because she she found it enjoyable. The the first the the 2017 she enjoyed it. This time around, she doesn't like that anymore. <laughs> she likes this one better. <laughs> well, when you compare a filet mignon to, uh, I to, don't know what to, you would... to to a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> Jester! I mean, if you do, show that to Jester, uh, I, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like you know, you're gonna compare the, you're, you're gonna co compare like a, like a porterhouse steak to to like you know one of those. One of those, like you know, dirt cheap tacos that you get at, uh, at at a fast food restaurant. You know what right. I mean. But in her defense, there was no such thing as the flaming yawn at that time. So we, oh yeah, that, right. that was irrelevant. No, no, no. Right. She enjoyed. No, again, she she did enjoy the 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 2017 cut. I told you guys, she she was entertained. Yeah. She said she liked it better than the Avengers, and she because because she loves Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is is her is her jam. You know what I mean. So when when she saw Wonder Woman kick you know kick ass in the, in the first one or in the first Justice League you know I'm like okay but then like this time around in the Snyder cut when she saw it and she saw that uh, Wonder Woman is actually kicking more ass <laughs> she she was just like oh shit I like this one better so she 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 was entertained and I was I was glad I was happy I was very happy that she you know she sat around for the whole entire 4 hours without without any breaks without anything and I was glad uh, yeah uh, I told you know I I had I had, I put my thoughts my my first initial thoughts on in in our private chat, and I there there's a little bit more to to that now in that sense, but I yeah this movie this movie again 
I'm not going to say is the greatest superhero movie of all time uh, that I've ever seen because there, there's going to be more coming in the future. But today, today, but today, where does it stand? Where does it stand for you? I don't know, man. Logan is pretty good. Logan, Logan for me is a pretty good movie. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, Winter Soldier for me is pretty good. You, you know what I mean? Right, right. But co co compare it to the other Avengers movies. Yeah, no way. This one, this one will fucking top that shit anytime. This, this isn't, uh, this isn't the the Mickey Mouse Avenger movie that that everybody's looking for. This is like the real deal. Like if if people are fans of uh, the Justice League, like the the real heroes, like uh, Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, even the the original stuff from the cartoons, from everything, uh, this this would be their their, their jam. So, yeah, I, generally speaking, yeah, it was good. I really liked it. So, yeah. So just to add, you mentioned the release, the Snyder Cut hashtag. So the guy that started that is his Twitter account is uh, movies that Maher or that Maher, I think something like that. Anyway, hashtag release the Snyder Cut was first tweeted on November 21st, 2017. Yeah, that was after uh, after the movie came out. Yeah, the movie yeah. came out. The film came out. Justice September? League was released November. No, November, was it November? 17. November 17. So the first hashtag release of Snyder Cut, November 21st, 18, 19, 20, 21. So just days after. And then the Zack Snyder's Justice League official Twitter account at Snyder Cut replied to that tweet, to that very first tweet on March 18, 2021, simply with released. Hashtag Snyder Cut. <laughs> and man, there's so there's moments like this morning. One of my favorite scenes, I'm gonna just jump right into it now. We're gonna jump right into it. I'm like, I mean, like, let, let, let's, let's like let, let's not go like you know step by step. Like no, no, whatever, no, we don't have like, to describing. Like, let's just talk about let's just talk about forth. the movie. We're gonna jump with our favorite moments. Um, but I feel yeah. like there's there's all this buildup, of course, because we've been building up to this. So it's the, the experience is a huge part of it as well. Um so one of my favorite parts of the film is, believe it or not, it's there's not much action going on in this part. It's the part where um, they're in the Batcave and it's set up in this film that the Flying Fox, I don't know why they, they I, I think they should have just said Flying Fox, but Bruce mentioned it to Diana, it's a troop transport. Um, he's trying to fix it. Alpha's trying to fix it. They can't fix it. But when Cyborg arrives, he's like, mess he's like, you know, messing with it. So Bruce is telling Diana, he was looking, I think, at Barry Allen, at, at uh, Flash, at Barry Allen. And he was, uh, Diana s s senses something's wrong with Bruce. And she's like, what's, what's wrong? What's the matter? And Bruce is like, it was, a, the, it was, uh, I had, I don't, I don't know if I had a dream or a premonition. It was the end of the world. And Barry Allen was, was telling me, that Lois Lane is the key. And then Wonder Woman says, she is. She's the key to Superman. Something, and she, I think she adds something like every heart is. And then before you know it, he says something like, I don't know, something darker. And then Alfred is looking at a monitor and he just starts saying like, Master Bruce, Master Bruce. And then before you know it, we're treated to a shot of the lake 
above um, that's above the, essentially the bat cave. It opens up, and then the uh, you see the water flush in, and the hatch opens, and then the music kicks in. The Junkie XL kicks in. It's essentially the um, the theme of the movie, the theme song of Justice uh, the, the Justice League, and that glorious Junkie XL uh, score. And then you see the team they're slowly going up the platform, and then they're looking at the flying fox with them. That moment for me is just magical. And you see the smile on Flash on uh, Flash's face. He's just looking like a dork, but he's smiling and he's just like, "This is cool." And then. Uh, Bruce Wayne tells Cyborg, you fixed it. And then Cyborg says, she, uh, she's meant to fly, or she, uh, she wants to fly, something like that. Uh, it, it's in our nature. And then Bruce Wayne tells Cyborg, yours too. And then he gives him a look. And he basically, like, uh, he, he um, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, he affirms him, basically, and says, like, yours too. And then they get on they get on the flying fox, and this is my favorite line in the film. There's so many lines in this film, so much dialogue that's awesome. This is my favorite line. And this part, like this really got me. And just telling it to my wife, like explaining to it to it to her, it actually got me like emotional. Um, so Alfred, uh, Bruce Wayne tells Alfred, the team gets on the platform, gets in the flying fox. Bruce tells Alfred, he'll be here. I know it. Alfred says, What makes you so sure, Master Wayne? And Bruce Wayne says, faith, Alfred, faith, as he gets on and the, the platform goes, and then they take off. And I'm just like, oh my God, that is beautiful. Because when we were introduced to this Batman and Batman versus Superman, it was full of anger. He didn't want, he didn't want to do anything but beat the shit out of this alien that could be a, a potential threat to, to humanity. And here he is after the death because at the beginning of this film, as soon as Superman dies, he has that look. Batman has that look on his face where his eyes are gl glassy. And he's just like, in his, I mean, Ben Affleck's face is behind the bat mask, but just within those eyes and whatever's revealed, whatever you can see here on his lower face, it says so much emotion to me. And it was, it just basically tells on his face like, oh shit, we're fucked. Superman's dead. You know, he didn't mean for this to happen. He wanted to kill Superman, but of course there was that turning point in BVS. And then now of course you have Faith Alfred, Faith. And how appropriate is it for Batman to now have faith in the, one, in, in the guy that he, at first he did not have any, he did not trust, he did not believe in. But essentially even with Superman, within Superman's death, you can still feel the presence of, of Superman and that is basically like Bruce Wayne recruiting all these uh, these heroes to band together to join. And of course, the missing piece is Superman. And of course, just the whole aspect of faith and what it means into this whole film. The fans believing that this will become a reality. And of course, now it has been. So that's my absolute favorite number one part, bar none. There's no action. It's just music, character standing, and it's just like, and just realizing like, oh my God, we're finally here. I've waited for this for so long. I've hashtagged the shit out of it and tweeted, even if people weren't paying attention. And then now I've got people on social media and I'm not, again, 
you guys know how passionate I am, but I'm not forcing, I'm not forcing anyone to watch it. I'm strongly encouraging, hey, check it out. If you didn't like Zack Snyder's movies before, check it out and then judge by yourself. I posted a, a non-spoilerish uh, post about it, just my overall thoughts, and I basically said, don't take my word for it. See it for yourself and then form your opinion. If you didn't like it, hey, that's all right. At least you checked it out and you're not basing it off of someone else. You know, it's like, again, it's like tasting a meal, trying a restaurant, just because someone had a bad experience, you're hoping that you won't get that bad experience. You're, everyone hopes for a pleasant experience or at least, you know, whatever it is you're trying, you know, but I've got people telling me like the other uh, last night, a guy commented, uh, one of my um, classmates from acting class. And he said, all he said was you win. I'm going to watch this. And I'm like, what do you mean I win? <laughs> okay, I guess, but that's great. Check it out. But like, Again, I'm not forcing anyone, but they, I guess they, I guess they're seeing how passionate I have been about this film and these characters. So that's my favorite moment. Jester, what's your favorite moment so far? Your top one favorite moment. Okay. I'm going to cheat a little bit and I've got two tied. Um, and ironically, they're both flash scenes because I say ironically, because he was the character I absolutely hated the most. And, uh, the Justice League, and it was hard because he was, he's, you know, growing up watching the the Justice League animated series, um, he was always my favorite. Him and uh, Martian Manhunter. Wally um, West. Yeah. yeah, Wally West version, yeah. So, like I was telling Mike the other day, this movie reminded me a lot of the animated series um, as far as, like, homages and um, just quality, you know? So, but I'll, I'll get it, I'll get along with what I was going to say. Um, so it's it's the scene where they're reviving Superman, and um, Cyborg has that that vision of the future of what could be if if they revive him, and he says uh, he says no, and and Barry says go, and then he runs and he you know jump starts Superman. Uh, that was just uh, a really well done scene. I like that he or Cyborg's character had like doubts right before it happened. Um, it, it made me conflicted as well. And, you know, like maybe they shouldn't be doing this. Um, but my favorite, favorite scene has to be the finale. Cause I did not see it coming when they, they couldn't separate the boxes and, uh, dark side basically won and just the, the world got obliterated, but, uh, Barry had to run faster than he ever had before. And, uh, you know, change time basically, do it all over. Yeah, hey, uh, Jester, remember that uh thing that I said about time travel? What about it? The uh, that's like unless uh unless a TARDIS, um, a DeLorean, or the Speed Force is involved, right? Time, tra tra time travel is lazy writing. Yeah. Yeah, this is great writing, isn't it? Well, th this was really good writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really good writing because I was. I was legit like, oh, snap, like they lost. I was like, oh, so is this the cliffhanger? Like, you know, is this going to be the, are they going to mm. figure this one out in the second one? And then for him to do what he did, I was like, man, that was really good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's probably my, my favorite scene overall. But the, the, the movie just had so many good moments. It's really hard to pick one. Yeah. Um, it, it, Mike was saying, and I completely agree, this movie clarifies that 
Man of Steel, BVS, and and uh, Snyder's Justice League need to be watched as a trilogy rather than independent movies to have the cohesive story that, for crying out loud, I've been wanting for so long. You know, as for DC, I want a cohesive story. So I'm I'm thankful for that. And uh, man, it was a it was a good movie, man. I, like I was expecting, like yeah, 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 it's okay. You know, don't get me wrong. Like the movie has its flaws in some areas for me. But overall, man, I, I enjoyed myself. I was excited to continue watching. I've, uh, I'm honestly interested in watching it again, and I probably will f- while I have uh, HBO Max. So, yeah, man, I don't know. Even if you look, if you hated Snyder's movies, all of them, I, I understand. I understand you guys' opinion. But I think you guys should watch the Justice League. Even like I was even saying, like, I'm going to recommend it to my pop. Because he hasn't even seen the other movies, but I honestly think that he would like this movie on its own. You mm. almost don't really need to watch the other ones to in, to enjoy this one. So if, even if you hated his stuff, go watch it. I mean, give it two hours. You know what I mean? Really give it two hours and, and sit and watch it. Um, I'd honestly be surprised to hear someone who actually hates it. You know, you could like, at least they might get an okay. Like, yeah, that was okay but I don't think it's deserved hate. It's really well done. So, and then, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm finishing up. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I was discussing it with Pinhead uh, earlier before we started the show. I think it's high praise that you guys are saying that you don't need to see BVS or Man of Steel to appreciate this one. But I think for someone perhaps who da- who has no background on the character on these characters i mean yeah people will know who superman is i still think that you need to you need to see man of steel and bvs to really appreciate this because when this starts it starts right at the death of superman like it feels like without having that background of who superman is and how he started and then you just start off right with the death of superman that's kind of a lot of like, wait, how did he die? Who's that? And why did he die? And then also with Batman's arc from BVS, you're missing a lot of how that and how that started. Like, okay, Batman's trying to recruit these heroes, but then you're also missing of you're missing the part of um, uh, when Batman was just like furious and he didn't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that, and I just feel like I think to fully appreciate this one and to get the maximum, like, you know, um, uh, appreciation and just like the whole experience, I think those films are highly recommended. I I mean, for all that it's worth, Marvel, hey, you've got all these great films, but here at least you're going to get Man of Steel two hours, 22 minutes, 20, 20 minutes and BVS two and a half hours. And then this, we're not spending, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand, but I feel like if somebody who has never seen anything Marvel and they jumped into uh, infinity war, they wouldn't care as much. Yeah. Well, uh, they probably wouldn't even enjoy it as much. Right. And that's the thing. Like, why would anyone, and there were people that just jumped into infinity war, but right. it's like, why would you do that? Because the, all these characters are already have already been introduced by that time where you're not going to get that full ex- you're you're basically robbing yourself 
from that I, experience. I understand, but what I'm saying is that as your average viewer who's who's never seen anything Marvel and they go and watch Infinity War, they won't enjoy it as much. But if those the, that same people decide to go watch Justice League, this, the Snyder version, and they haven't seen anything else, there's enough character development and time and and really good moments that it it's self-sustaining. You don't need to watch the other 20 movies. To... Well, that's the thing. There's not 20 movies here. There's just two. No, no, I, I know, but that, that, that's my point. Like, 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 this is why I'm comparing it to the animated series Justice League. Right. Because you could, you could jump in on a Sunday morning. You didn't have to watch the episode before. And it's still good. There's still amazing characters and story to tell. And this one, like, like this one's different in that way, I guess, for me. Right, right. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yes, of course. I recommend you watch the other two as well. But you know, if you can't, and this is all you got, uh, it's worth the watch, regardless. Yeah, and then as far as, far as the animated series, um, even the music definitely reminds me of the animated series as well. There's parts mm -hmm. in um, so the soundtrack it's on Apple Music and Spotify. There's 54 tracks. Um, the crew at War Power is the one of one of the tracks that Junkie XL Tom Holkenborg released like maybe a month ago, and that's the one track that I've been listening to constantly to get hyped for this film. And then there, you'll you'll hear it once you listen to that. You'll hear it a bunch of times. Another favorite part um, is the um, history lesson, which we've seen before, but not like this because now we're getting baby dark side Euxus, who isn't much of a baby because <laughs> he's still fucking jacked when he gets out of that ship and he just like lands and he touches this it's almost it reminds me of um gladiator yeah gladiator maximus like when, he, when he when he when he grabbed the yeah the, because he's yeah. a he's a he was a farmer maximus was a farmer right yeah yeah or yeah so he would touch the ground and then he would kind of rub his hands on the dirt before he went into battle and in this, yeah, you've got Yuxus who's touching the ground. And just the detail on his face, like, man, the, the visual effects, there are some parts that I can see, like, yeah, the visual effects look a little, like, not 100%, but granted, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much, they have, like, 2,500 plus, don't quote me on the exact number right now, um, visual effect shots. And that's where you get a lot of the $70 million required to finish this film. It went into those visual effects because it helps tell the story. But yeah, you got baby Euxus and then uh, or <laughs> baby Darkseid Euxus, as he's known before, he's officially Darkseid, fighting the old gods, Zeus, Artemis, Ares. Ares, and then you've got a Green Lantern in there. I forgot the Green Lantern's name. And then at one point when uh, Euxus uh, kills and... and uh, cuts off, uh, chops off the hand of that Green Lantern, you see the ring and it, 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 uh, it floats right in front of Euxus and he tries to grab it. And I'm like, no, you don't, you motherfucker. You're not gonna get that thing. Like, fuck, you don't de fucking deserve that shit. I remember in Justice League, in that scene when we, it, it wasn't um, Euxus, right? It wasn't Darkseid. It was Steppenwolf. It was Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf tried to, or he just looked at it. He didn't try to get it. He just looked at it. Okay. Can we talk about Steppenwolf, who here has more of a presence and sounds? Uh, so I, I found out um, Zack Snyder mentioned his name. I used to say C, uh, 
Kieran Hines or yeah, I think it's Kieran, not not Sierran. It's yeah. Kieran. The guy, uh, he's from Game of Thrones. He plays Steppenwolf. He's the voice. You can hear his voice in Justice League, but you can hear his voice here, and it's on a different level. And so yeah. with Darkseid and Desaad, these actors, um, this uh, Darkseid is played by Ray Porter, and Desaad, Desaad is just. Man, just talk about dead-on casting. And again, this is another thing with Zack Snyder. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, yeah, Ray Porter as Darkseid. Uh, Peter Guinness is the sod. And when he talks, like, there's a bunch of memes that's going around. And like, you know, because of course we know that Steppenwolf is the uncle of Darkseid. Mm -hmm. And he's just trying to gain back favor to go back home. He just wants to spend Christmas with his nephew again. E.T. phone home. That's what he wanted to go. But Desaad says, you've uh, you betrayed him. You owe him 50,000 worlds. And I'm like, holy shit. What, a, what, kind, what kind of a debt is this? Like, what, what the fuck do you want? Like, my God. And of course, when, and that's, why, that's what um, Steppenwolf's mission is, is to get the mother boxes, form the unity, and win back favor with his nephew and go back home, go, uh, be able to go back home. So um, what's your uh, current favorite moment, Pinhead? Your, your top favorite? Any, any favorite moment or moments? Um, I'll cheat like Jester did, and I'll give two. Uh, my favorite, favorite moment of the movie, and it's I have to say is when and I hate to admit this, it's a Barry Allen moment when he smashes through the window and he saves Iris. Ah, beautiful. The moment was so beautiful. Like when he, it was a little ruined with the fucking hot dog. Like we get it. <laughs> we get it. We get it. This is the schmuck fuck shit. Like it, he, he, that's the schmuck fuck shit that I can't stand. But he does redeem it. But the overall, the moment, the song placement, which is very rare because unlike a lot of people, I can't stand Zack Snyder's musical taste. But this moment with the music, the motion, the way he filmed it, it was so beautiful. The way he looked at her and the way she looked at him. Mm -hmm. It was a perfect, beautiful moment. It was far more emotional than anything you'll get from the Arrowverse, you know, Barry <laughs> Allen, Iris Rust. But that's a subject for another day, you know, as we say. But that, 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 that was a beautiful moment, even with the little bullshit hot dog grab, you know, where you put this. We get it. We get it. Well, it, it, it was going to hit Iris in the face. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But, you know, like if was, he's right. I'm oh, sorry. He was probably thinking if there's any hot dog, it's going to hit her face. We're going to introduce her to the speed force. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but the follow up, the follow up when he ended it proved that that wasn't on his brain. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It was, you know? It but it was a finesse move. I will give him that. For, to get the job, it was a finesse move, so I will give him that. But that's not the point. The overall, the beauty. And then when he, like, laid down and went back and they looked at each other 
after the speed force was done. And she was like, oh, fuck. Because she was already eyeballing him and he was eyeballing her through the whole scene. They're like, yeah, you, you, we, are, we don't need to go into that. We know what they were doing. And then when like that beautiful moment when she looked at him and he looked down at her and he was like, oh, fuck. She knows I'm the fuck. And, and then we got the the little kiki key moment with his little, you know, the schmuck fuck shit. But that still doesn't take away from that beautiful moment. I loved that. That was one of my favorites. The only other one that I really, really loved was the moment between, even though that we found out it would end up being, you know, spoilers, the Martian masturbator later on. I love the moment between Martha and Lois, that moment was beautiful because we 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 understand what the Martian masturbator was doing with that, you know, <laughs> getting her into the real. But the moment before that reveal, that moment with Diane Lane and Amy Adams, it was beautiful because we got down to real bare bones of why these women love this this god. And we really break down critical moments of not only why they love them, but how it's built them up, built them up as better women. Mm-hmm. Like I've said before, and we'll get down to it. There's very, very, very strong female character development here. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. And this is one of the main scenes that hits home with that. We see it with the Amazonians and, and everything else, but this is one of my favorite scenes right here. Even though, you know, like I said, the Martian masturbator reveals himself there. <laughs> it's still one that that moment between between Lois and Martha was was my favorite. But if I had to if I had to pick, it's the Iris Barry Allen moment because that that moment was just beautiful, and there was no bullshit behind it besides the you know the hot dog. There was no real there. That was genuine. There was no fake reveal of a Martian masturbator coming out and doing this. Like that moment was that that moment. So I'll, I'll I'll call it right there. That that's my favorite moment because it was so beautiful. Like it was genuine. There was there it was flawless, Ex- excluding the hot dog. It was flawless. So that's my favorite moment. So when we when I talked about the film on the last episode. And I did not talk about spoilers, but I did talk about that scene. That's the scene that got me tearing up with tears of joy for whatever reason, because it was so beautiful. And that's I, why- I, I, not to interrupt you, I'll call it right now. I'll admit it right here. I had a little tear come down because it was beautiful because, right? because you get into... You, I don't want to get down that road, but we get into the interracial stuff and we get into and it's not forced. It's beautiful connection. It's just right. about two people connecting with each other in this moment. We're like even a fucking soulless piece of garbage like myself. If I can feel it, then if you don't feel it, you have to be a fucking serial killer because a soulless piece of shit like myself felt that. There's no way you couldn't have felt that moment where you were looking. It was just two people connecting, period. 
It, it, it had nothing to do with race, gender, or nothing. It was just two people connecting hand in hand, and it was beautiful. Right. So when that scene happened, um, first off, that scene starts, and he's late for his job interview at the yep. store. And I was like, I was telling <laughs> Julie, like, how the fuck is this guy late? He's fucking the, he's a flash. How is he late to this job interview? And he's like making up all these excuses and like he brings out his resume, like what the French say. I'm like, <laughs> like that's that smart fuck shit that I'm no, talking but, about. Which, okay. Which and then I this, don't mind. No, no, this, this is the thing that my, my wife noticed. Like there, there were like a lot of like, you know, like kind of corny ass joke uh, things that happened in the, in the movie. But for her, it wasn't cringy. It was, right. it was just like it was just like oh yeah Barry you know Barry's so nervous that he he had a quip of uh, oh it's French for resume you very know, natural just, very and, it was, it was I, a thing and I, and not and and I agree with that because if we if we go back a couple you know that's one of the main complaints with my drinking game why we had that rule because in the Joshua Whedon cut it was so egregious to where you were like. Yeah. Fuckers, a, he's a cringy dork. How can we get behind this? Here, yeah. yes, he had cringe. But However, it was, cute. It, was cute. it was it was, you know, as my grandmother was saying, we'll get. It was adorable, kind yeah. of cute. You know, there you go. See, right. it was cutesy. We it. We, it was. It was. <laughs> and not only that, it was toned back. It wasn't complete. Oh God, why are you doing this? It was okay. I get why you're doing that. It's tightened. It's very tightened into the where, yep. okay, you know, it's not cringe now. It's just he's awkward. And that's what he should be. He's a young man. He should be awkward. Mm. It's right. the schmuck fuck shit that I can't stand. And that's that cringe shit. But they pulled that back. And that's why I like this cut. And that's that goes with, and, and it shows in that Iris, like I said, that Iris Barry Allen meeting. Like you, we pull back from that. I don't, I, I have no problem with him being awkward. He should be awkward. He's a teenager for crying out loud for the most part. I mean, he's a young man. What is he? 22 at the most. I think like, he's like 25. He, okay, fine. You know, he's still a young man mm -hmm. figuring this shit out. So I get him being awkward. It's the schmuck fuck cringe shit that I hated. And they pulled that back because, you know, unlike Joshua Whedon, Zack Snyder can actually tell a story. Mm. So. Right. And so going back to that scene, when I first saw that, when I did my second rewatch, I would ask Siri, hey, Siri, who sings this song? And I let Siri listen to that song. She could not find it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's that song? I want to listen to it without having to watch the, you know, like uh, the scene over and over. I just want to listen to the song too. Um, so when the soundtrack was released on March 18th, it's the first track there and it's called Song to the Siren and it's performed by Rose Betts. And I mentioned like Rose Betts, I, I tagged her on Instagram and I, and I basically said, I can't stop listening to this song. Yep. And she liked it. And she was over, she's an up and coming singer. If I'm not mistaken, if you look at her Instagram, she doesn't have a, a huge following yet, but now after this, she obviously does. So on Twitter as well earlier, um, someone tweeted, this scene deserves much more love. And it's the scene of when uh, Barry saves Iris and he meets her. 
And then I replied and I tagged Rose Betts uh, because, um, so this is Tusif Ashraf. So he, he tweeted about that. And then I tagged Rose Betts because he didn't tag her yet. So I tagged her and I said, um, at Rose Betts Music, incredible vocals elevates the already perfect visuals. And I said, bring on hashtag the Flash movie, hashtag Barry Allen, hashtag Snyder Cut. And then she liked it, which I, I thought I, I got excited over. But yeah, when, when he grabbed the hot dog, I just thought like he grabbed the I, hot dog because yeah. he was going to get a snack. Like so did I. in the Justice League, I mean, he just says he's like a snack hole. When yeah, Bruce Wayne picks him up, he's eating that pizza because yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you he burns so much calories, he's running literally fast at the speed of uh, almost at the speed of light that he has to constantly his um his uh metabolism metabolism yes thank you his metabolism is constantly on overdrive that he has to keep replenishing to be able to keep that pace but yeah beautiful scene and that's like i started crying tears of joy and i was just like this is so beautiful like oh my god and that song so listen to the soundtrack it's the first track there song to the siren as soon as it was out i just kept on kept it on repeat and i still love listening to it it's my new favorite song so again we're seeing so uh kiersey clemens is who plays iris west Allen or Iris West. I'm sorry, not Allen yet. Iris West. So in the Justice League, we didn't get her. Here, we're finally seeing her. It's a very brief scene, but like you said, very beautiful. Just two people connecting. It was also recently announced that she will be joining the Flash movie, and rightfully so. It's Fuck a huge you. win. It is a huge win, and it is, it is the Snyderverse continuing in the Flash uh film which is still great so that's still part of, this is all part of still Zack Snyder's universe so um and then we also have the Am Amazon scene at the beginning with um Queen Hippolyta when we first got that scene in Justice League we didn't we saw we saw some action but nothing like this yeah. not and as Kuya mentioned nothing as intense and it bloody and yeah. violent and brutal. It, it was like you know the Amazons are legendary warriors. They're killers. They're hunters. They they they, they destroy men. That's their thing, right? And for them to to puss out on the you know on on the 2017 movie, but you know, just getting their ass kicked by by parademons or anything like that, and a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a uh, Steppenwolf was was ridiculous. Like in this in this uh, Snyder cut, you saw that they were fighting. They were just like. They they were jumping uh, Steppenwolf like crazy like like I was just like holy shit they're actually jumping on him <laughs> and it was crazy and then like you know they were t they were saying like sacrifice you know sacrifice us honor us honor us right. do do this the the chase scene was even more it, it it meant more right than 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 the shit that uh than the shit that we saw in 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 2017 was because of the fact that a lot of Amazons died already in the temple when it went down. Right, you know, and and then so so when um, the parademons and and uh, and Steppenwolf jumped up and went after the other people, like Queen uh, Queen Hippolyta was like, "Oh shit!" You know, we, we got to help them out. So like, and then the chase was happening, and then it was brutal. Right, like we we never saw we, we never saw Steppenwolf like flex and like you know destroy the arrows, snap the arrows, yeah, 
Yeah, we we never we never saw him like like you know grab all the the reins of the horses and and throw through them like you know threw them like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, pretty much. And that was awesome. Yeah, and then before that, when he says when he arrives through the boom tube and he says like I will delight in your fear, and then <laughs> Queen Hippolyta Connie Nielsen is just like Amazons, show him your fear. We have and no like, fear. We have no fear, motherfucker. That's all. And then, and then like all of a sudden, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Good. And by the way, here we're seeing diverse, strong, powerful, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Amazons. Beautiful yeah. In Justice League, if I'm not mistaken, we did not see very diverse Amazons there, but we know for a fact in that Wonder Woman film, there's when we when we when that film starts on the island of Themyscira, strong powerful, confident, diverse black Amazons, different skin-toned Amazons. In Justice League, I, I believe they were cut. You don't see black Amazons, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I now feel like I need to just rewatch that scene of, just to confirm. So I may have to do that. You're actually going to watch that again? Yeah, I'm going to do it for research. <laughs> research for the Research for the podcast is damn. Well, well, you, better, you, better, you better grab your drink and start drinking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be like, guys, come on, let's drink again. That twisted so, tea, baby. Yeah, that twisted yep. tea. There you go. So yeah, and then we're getting we're getting new characters that we didn't see in that Justice League cut. We get um uh oh my gosh, I'm blanking on uh, Ryan Choi, who is working with um Silas Stone, uh, Cyborg's dad. Yeah, Ryan Choi becomes the Adam. And we also find out Zack Snyder was encouraging, was basically using the actor Kai Zeng to set up a possible The Atom, Adam film. And he even suggested to Warner Brothers, you can do a film set uh, with, with, a, with an Asian cast. Granted, had they gone with that, they would have had an all Asian cast in a, in a DC superhero film way before Shang-Chi. Or Shang-Chi or whatever. But of course, Warner Brothers, in all their mighty wisdom, you know, people keep saying for the longest time, people would say DC needs a Kevin Feige. No, DC doesn't need a Kevin Feige. They have a Zack Snyder. And if they fucking listen to this guy from the get-go and just let him do his thing, holy shit, can you imagine what a what a world of a difference it would have made had we gotten this and granted, yes, this is the perfect storm of what happened now. But just imagine if we got, if they just let him do his thing. Maybe it wasn't a four-hour cut uh, of Justice League back in 2017. Had, had they let him finish and do his vision, maybe it's a three and a half hour. Because he did, Zack Snyder did mention or also on that live stream earlier that he cut it down to about two and a half hours. And it was okay, but he wasn't really happy with it because he knew there was just so much story to tell and again we're getting um also mark mcclure who was the original jimmy olsen from the the christopher reeve superman film what in justice league was another reshoot as as a prison guard Mm -hmm. um and then he taps on his red phone to contact his uh for his contact which is essentially alfred and bruce wayne to let him know that the kid who they're looking for barry allen is here in this one he's a police officer um, who's basically at uh, Heroes Park or the Heroes Monument where Superman's statue was. 
It's just mm -hmm. like basically uh, ha has a post there. And Lois Lane every morning will get him, will give him a cup of coffee. And I thought it was cool because it's Lois Lane basically giving Jimmy, o the uh, OG Jimmy Olsen, one of the OG o Jimmy Olsons, a cup of coffee. By the way, there is a Zack Snyder cameo. When she walks out of the coffee shop door, you see Zack Snyder right there in the background. Mm -hmm. And he's having, and you can see him in his, um, in his uh, get up there. And then also Willem Dafoe, who plays uh, Volko, was originally, we were, before the Aquaman film, we were originally supposed to be introduced to Volko in Justice League. And you can see here, he's got a bit of a different uh, hairstyle and uh, costume as well. But, you know, and then scenes with Mera as well. And then we also get the old air pocket. She'll come up, she'll, she'll you know, so that they can talk. Granted, this was before Aquaman, where in Aquaman, they're just like, let's just, we're underwater people. We're Atlanteans, so we can just talk without having to make an air bubble. By the way, it's a pretty badass scene when um, uh, Arthur is uh, comes to save the day, essentially, because when Mara's fighting, of course, at the outpost, and the Atlantean guards are, you know, getting outnumbered, and they're fighting. Steppenwolf grabs her and starts choking her, and she makes that air bubble so that the water kind of moves, and then she starts sucking out the water and his blood, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then, of course, that hurts him. And then he's just like, he throws her, right? Doesn't he throw her? Or he yeah. hits her down? Uh, yeah, he so throws her. her down. Yeah, and We're kind down. of like no, uh, knocks the wind out of her. And then it's, the, it's about, the same uh, thing she did to Johnny Depp in real life. So, you know. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Yeah. She so, didn't take a turd on, uh, on Seven Wolf's bed, though. So she's waiting for Dark Side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, still lots of great setup here because. I remember before the Aquaman film, when Mera speaks to, to Arthur and she talks about, oh, long last, the long lost, long lost son of Queen Atlanta. Um, by the way, I don't mind her, her accent. A lot of people seem to be having a hard time with it. A British accent. It's Atlantean. It's Atlantean. Yes, Kuya. I, I, I told you guys this was the perfect movie, right? I and mean, the reason it's not, it's an eight out of 10 for me was because of uh, Amber Turd's uh, British accent. Oh God, really? It's, it's pretty it, bad it, though. It, it, it brought it down to like, it brought it down to like, it brought it down two points. So it's eight out of 10. It's not a 10 out of 10. That's how bad it was. Oh boy. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty bad. I agree. It, it, it was, it was almost as bad as, um, as Kevin Costner. No, Kevin Costner's um, accent in uh, in fucking Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. You're right. See, this you know, one was actually worse, to be honest. Yeah, and and then like it was so forced. And like my, like my wife when when she was like, wait, and, and then she looked at me and she's like, hey, love, like did did she have an accent in uh, in Aquaman? And I'm like, no, she didn't. Well, what? And then she, and then my my wife's like, wait, wait, why the fuck did she have an accent in this one? So you yeah. have to remember, this was filmed before Aquaman. But I, again, I'm. It's whatever. It, it's perfectly whatever. You know, she what what she did with the pulling pulling the the water and the blood out. That's that was cool. She every, every time I saw her, I was just like, oh, fuck, you know, God, God damn it. And then when she talked, it was even worse. Oh my God. You know, and I was just like, that was that's it. 
like you know it 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 ne- nearly like it nearly like threw it took me off of the movie because it was it, for me it was horrible all right um before we go and move on to the things let me just tell you guys my my three favorite scenes three okay, okay? um first one is uh, when cyborg was realizing his powers and he helped out that uh that waitress when uh, gave her that, uh, you know, oh, congratulations, you won the, the sweepstakes for, <laughs> for, yeah, bank. for the bank, and you got a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars in your whatever. It it shows um, where Victor's uh, heart is. He he wants, regardless of what or, of what you know what whatever he you know he wants to do good. He wants to help out. Which was set up at school earlier. Yep. Yeah, because he was helping a classmate who couldn't afford, I think, to go to school or something. Yeah, hack into the system and then it gave her like good grades or something like that, right? Right. So even before Cyborg, he was already hacking yeah. and doing whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So that that was that was like, you know, his transformation. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, like when when he first met Diana, he looked like he was the Frankenstein's monster. You know, he was all stooped down like this. Yep. Stooped whatever. And then the more the more he he accepts who he was as, as cyborg. The the more the more you know he became more human in a sense. Stands tall and proud. Yeah, he was he wasn't the monster anymore. He was what you know, and so that was good. I, I like that. Um, the second second favorite scene is probably, it's probably my favorite uh, scene. Um, when uh, Barry ran, um, you know, what was running for to. To save the speed, you know, to, to use the the speed force to to save everybody from the the unity blast, at the at the very end, right? The, it wasn't the running that that got me. It was the conversation that with himself. That that's the one that actually got got me got me like kind of misty eyed was because of the fact that he was like, Dad, I I don't know if you're gonna notice, but I'm I'm one of the best of the best. I I'm 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 here with them. I fought with them. I, and I, I, you know, you're going to be proud of me. You're going to be proud of me because I'm, you know, all of this stuff. And then he went on and he started talking himself into that confidence of who he was. He's like, you know, the past, the future, it's all here. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Right. That, that's for me. That was like, I was just like this. I was like, whoo, man, <laughs> this is the flash right here. And then like, he was just like running, 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 running. And oh. then I knew, I knew he was like, oh, he's going to save the day. Shit. That's fine. Yeah. And lastly, my and, and this is the cute the the cutest thing I've ever seen was the the interaction with uh, Diana and Alfred when they were making tea. Yes. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life was was the fact that like you know the butler was like you know oh did you want me to make you tea and then it's like no 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 you know no no Miss Prince I'm I'm okay and then he still he still kept uh, teaching her how to how to make tea. You know, oh, don't you know? Put uh, don't don't scald the tea. You know, <laughs> you know needed, needed to mash. You need to mash it, and yeah, I, yeah, and I was yeah. just like, oh my god, here we go. But it, it was cute, right? And, I, and none none of the cringe and none of the things. It it was something that's not it, uh, totally unexpected because like Alfred was just being Alfred, Diana was being Diana in that sense. Yep. And and, and that was good. Uh, there there's a whole lot more of like favorite scenes of mine, but. Um, my wife has two, and I'm I'm gonna tell you guys, the first one was um, when when the Flash uh, first showed his powers against that parademon, when he when he went like pee, 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 you know he went mm-hmm. he went back and forth like like this like this, and yeah, then yeah. He, he went to the back and then pushed him, 
Yeah. Right, and then and then like you know the the parademon just like flew and then they cra- got crushed in the wall and stuff. Right. My wife like was like, oh crap! Like I, I and I was like, that wasn't in the in the in the other movie. And I was like, nope, it wasn't. They cut it. Why? Mm. <laughs> like, I was just like, they cut. whatever. It's like, why? Yeah. And then the the one that made her like this is her favorite, absolute favorite scene of all time, was every time she saw that picture of the the description of, of the parademon, because it looked like Batman, mm-hmm. but the, but that like that that stupid looking uh, that stupid looking drawing of the parademon, like I don't know if you, you you've seen that you saw that right yeah yeah every time she saw it she started laughing like crazy. And and this is what she told and this is what she told me, because I told her if I find that if I find that uh, as a poster, can we put it in in our house? And you know what she said? Absolutely. That's the first superhero thing she ever she ever agreed on to 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 be put on on a wall in in in, in our house. That 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 stupid that picture. Sketch? That sketch. Really. She loved that sketch so every time she she saw it, she was laughing the whole entire time. You should just draw it for her. And no, I'm I'm gonna find the, the there there should be some somewhere you know, somewhere in, in in the internet that that's gonna have that poster. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna get it for her. But yeah, Cy, cyborg, uh, you know, doing cyborg things, the speed force, uh, uh, thing with uh with with the flash uh, his uh his, his uh, moment with his dad saying you know you're gonna be proud of me dad i'm i'm, I'm one of the best of the best and and that that qc scene with uh diana and alfred those yeah. are my those are my favorite scenes man yeah that that scene where uh the flash being yeah because when that when the explosion happened the you i was like when i first saw it i was like wait i was like no it's like no what just because because I've seen I've seen the trailer and then the preview yeah. where they show and I was just like okay that's obviously the Flash Barry he's running through the Speed Force is he gonna go travel back in time um, and I'm thinking like is he gonna go tra- I was assuming that that was gonna be uh, that was gonna be basically him traveling to um, the alternate future or the mm. or the past right yeah but then he doesn't have that armor that helmet but I was like whatever. When the movie comes out, I'll find out. So when that explosion happened, and then he starts running, I was like, "Hold on, what just happened to the other guys?" And then as he's getting closer, you're seeing Superman is reconstructed, flesh, bone, and blood. And I was like, "Holy shit, they died!" And he's, and, and that's when he he says like, "Gotta gotta run faster and faster, uh, like faster than uh, speed of light." Faster than like, ever before. Yeah. Yeah, faster than ever before. And then Cyborg is uh, reconstructed as he like taps him. And then another favorite part of mine and very powerful is Cyborg going yep. into the Unity. And then you see, he sees his parents and himself and they're yep. like, we can fix this, Victor. We can make this go away. Come, come he, here, come here, my broken boy, right? Yeah. And then he says, I'm not broken. And then he starts splitting it up and I'm not uh-huh. alone. So, and it's just like really powerful and beautiful. Like, my God. Again, themes of not broken, not alone, and going back to the support of the AFSP and suicide prevention, you know, just beautiful stuff. Another favorite moment of mine is when uh, after the, yeah, after the battle with Steppenwolf in the tunnel, after they saved the kidnapped scientists, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think that's after they, yeah, they head back into the Batcave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then when Alfred sees them, he's like surprised. Now, remember our history with Alfred bringing people, like especially in Batman 89. Yep. When he, in, in old, old Batman, <laughs> old Batman. Right. He just brings in Vicky Vale and tells her, hey, why don't you come in in the Batcave? Here's Batman. Here's Bruce Wayne. You know that guy that you were crushing on? The, the, the Moonlight's a, as a Cape Crusader? Well, it's the same guy you were dating. Like, you know, what the fuck? Like, and he's just like, and which was mentioned in Batman Returns. Bruce Wayne is like, oh, hey, Vic. Like, you just bring her in the Batcave. This time, it's Batman just bringing unexpected guests. And Alfred's just like, whoa, like, what's going on? And, and, then, like, uh, and like the, the little joke that, uh, that, that Batman said, oh, this is Alfred. You yes, know. I work for him. I, I work for him. <laughs> it's awesome stuff. I mean, there's so many great moments, big and small. That's what I love about this film. There's so that, much to appreciate and enjoy. Like The comedic thing with the Aquaman and Flash. Yes, which is now a meme. Like, which I'm is now a meme. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and again, we have added scenes to the battle with resurrected Superman because, um, yeah, that was added as he's making he's he sees Batman. He's making his way towards Batman. Um, you've got everyone else basically trying to keep him away from Batman because we know he's going to kill Batman instantly. And then, yeah, you have uh, Cyborg who tries to get in there, doesn't do much, it doesn't get through, and then basically Superman like knocks him down and then throws him, and then Barry runs in to, to stop him. But then, of course, uh, Clark just pushes him out and he runs into Aquaman and then Wonder Woman comes in and then they do the headbutt thing, but then she gets knocked out as well. And then when he goes, just the whole setup of um, Alfred working on, or Bruce Way, Bruce's idea of the gauntlet to absorb energy blasts. They took a blaster from the Kryptonian uh, mothership, a scout ship, and then he was testing it. It also made sense when, you know, Clark started using his heat vision on uh, Batman, he, and he used it to block, but it's a one-time thing for that powerful, you know, energy. But yeah, lots of great moments. Um, so let's jump into uh, the nightmare sequence. Mm-hmm. So I have a hot take. So, yeah. but go ahead. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So that nightmare sequence. Again, that's the only scene that was uh, filmed. Additionally. This, that was filmed last year around October, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's a picture, behind the scenes picture of Zack Snyder um, with the camera. And he's right there, right, really close to, to Jared Leto's Joker. He's got a mask on and there's another crew member there with a mask on. And he, Zack Snyder even says, uh, thank you to Jared Leto for such, uh, for letting him get that close. Because of course in film and TV, since you've got cameras, you can just zoom it. You don't have to be that close. You got to give actors space, of course. But in this case, you're seeing like, and in those, you see it in those, those shots. He's really up close, and just the lighting and it's the music again. The music with a lot of the big moments as well as as the small moments plays such a huge and it, not surprising with Man of Steel, BVS. The music plays a lot, but the nightmare sequence when it. So yeah, before that we get, um, is it Arkham Asylum or Bell? Is it Bell Rev? It was uh, Arkham. 
Arkham, yeah. So it's Arkham, and then we see that Lex Luthor is still in jail, but nope, not really. It's a double. It's another bald guy. It was Mephisto. <laughs> yeah, oh. Mephisto has made it into the DC universe. So <laughs> I think we got that in Justice League, right? Yeah, we got that same scene. Yeah. And, but, uh, and then it leads to uh, Speedboat. We see Deathstroke on a speedboat heading towards a nice big yacht. We got this. We got a similar scene in Justice League, but the dialogue was different. Mm -hmm. So we get a badass slow-mo shot of Deathstroke walking up that yacht. And then we see Lex Luthor out in the open, free, enjoying his, uh, his uh, escape from Arkham. And he's flanked by some lady bodyguards. And then he tells Slade Wilson that he's willing. Slade Wilson is basically willing to uh, destroy Batman for free, pro bono. And Lex Luthor is like, why? why? Why are you doing this pro bono? And Deathstroke basically says, it's personal. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he kind of, he kind of does a riddle or almost like, this kind of reminds me of the Riddler in a way, the way uh, Jesse Eisenberg delivers a line. Here is something that can help you if you uh, like, you know, with the Batman. His, the Batman's name is Bruce Wayne, and then that's when the light bulb switches on in Deathstroke, and you can see like, okay, now that you meant because Lex does offer him a drink, but after he re Lex reveals Batman's true identity, Deathstroke says, "On second thought, I'll have that drink. Let's. It, it is a time to celebrate." This was a setup to the Batfleck solo film that never was, mm -hmm. wherein we would have gotten Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke facing off Batfleck. And the idea of that story was Deathstroke slowly attacking not just Batman, but Bruce Wayne. Not just all the physical fight, but it was, it was, described, as, it was described basically as Deathstroke, Slade uh, Wilson, attacking Bruce Wayne kind of like Jaws where you can't see the shark but you know the shark is in the water and something's happening so slowly attacking Bruce Wayne in his personal life and probably in his in in, in Wayne Wayne Corp or Wayne Tech whatever and then of course we're gonna get we would have gotten like a badass like fight between Deathstroke and Batman somewhere in that movie but that's the bat that's the bad fight movie that never was but who knows now? I mean, it could still happen. There was even a plan for a Deathstroke film where it was going to be like a, a Deathstroke origin film. But of course, Warner Brothers said, we're not going to do that $40 million movie, which could have made easily who knows how much. They, they didn't realize how popular Death, Deathstroke is. Exactly. Oh. I mean, we see, that, we see what happened with Deadpool. Deadpool is pretty much a carbon copy of Deathstroke Deathstroke is just more serious. Deadpool is all about the jokes and the sarcasm. Deathstroke is just business. Like the so, way the way that Deadpool kills, the way he he's an assassin, the way he's like a merc, is uh, a ripoff of what Deathstroke was. Even the name, right? Right. Wade, yeah. Wade Wade Wilson. Right. Slade Rob Wilson. Rob Liefeld pretty much did a lift from Deathstroke from yeah. Slade Wilson to Wade Wilson, and that's the exactly. Heck. That's exactly that. And again, we also go back with uh, Darkseid, who a lot of people said uh, they're copying Thanos. But mm. when you look at the comic books, 
Dark Side was created first by Jack the King Kirby and -hmm. the Fourth World and the New Gods. And then Thanos was later created heavily inspired by Dark Side. By the way, the grandson of Jack Kirby thanked Zack Snyder for really giving justice to Dark Side. And Zack Snyder replied and basically said, it's been an honor to, you know, put Dark Side in this film. And so what a presence and, you know, um, and then of course, after that, we, uh, after that, isn't it, we go, am I missing? Am I, am I forgetting before the no. nightmare or it's straight into the nightmare? It was straight into the nightmare. Yeah. So we see a skull, we, we see a skull in a car or something. Yeah. And, and we see nightmare Batman rising up from behind the car and says, it's all clear. And his voice, you can't really hear his voice changer. There, by the way, there is a part where in the in the tunnel, where they're fighting the parademons, and you can hear Batflex's voice changing. The voice changer is going in and out, and I think that's from the battle, like it's like messing up or something. No, like like with the with the the Justice League, his voice was off, but when 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 he was around the people, his voice changer was on. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if you noticed that one. So I don't but... think I did. I'll have to. I have to. Notice well, it on my next watch, it again. watch which, will, <laughs> which will be right after this, right after this recording. I'm going to watch it again because all this talk is getting me excited to see it again. This this beautiful masterpiece. So nightmare uh, sequence. We see that um, Batman and um, they're they're trying to hide. They're trying to. They need to get to cover. They can't be out for too long. They can't be exposed because they're going to be found. And Mara's like, bring on that. Bring on that bastard. Oh, she, she, she does her British accent. That British Atlantean. Uh, Bring on that Boston, and I'll so stab this right through his heart for what he did to Arthur. <laughs> to who? To who? Huh? To Arthur. Arthur. By the way, uh, Arthur. Um, I guess we should set up real quick. When um, Cyborg, before they resurrect Superman, Carlo Gugino is basically in the ship, is basically telling Cyborg, this action cannot be reversed. And then he's telling the team, the ship it's is telling not to do it. We can't do it. We, we shouldn't do it. It's too risky. And Batman's like, no, we need it. Go, go ahead. You know, It's, it's then, a bad idea. Right. Last time. He, he sees that vision. And we're, we, he instantly sees Diana, Wonder Woman. There's a burial scene. She has the coins over her eyes. And she's burning at a stake. Her body is being burned. Queen Hippolyta and all the Amazons are mourning. Apocalypse uh, ships from Apocalypse from Darkseid's army are floating by uh, Themyscira, and then we see we see uh, Atlantis. Darkseid is in Atlantis, is in the water, and it looks like he stabs or he kills Arthur. Arthur. Arthur is stabbed and he's 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 dead, and then he instant or before yeah, and then right after we Mega see beam. the Omega beams, the Omega beams flash out in those fast like lines. And it's, I think it, it might be Volko or someone else. Like it, yeah, it was somebody. It, yeah, I it don't know. It deteriorates instantly upon, and rightfully so. We've seen this in the cartoons and the animated films. When those Omega Beams touch anyone, except Superman, or except at least a, a Heat Vision uh, counterpart, you're gone. That's it. Goodbye. You're ashes. So um, so that's the, that's uh, part of what Mara is saying. So she tells uh, Batman, who have who have you ever lost or who have you ever loved? What do you know? Eh, 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 and then of course, eh, 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 and I love the line that 
Only the uh, Joker, only uh, the Joker can say it. Jared Leto's Joker says, "Oh, contraire, my little fish stick." <laughs> and of course, only the Joker could get away with those lines. Only the Joker could say those lines. Um, and then he starts spouting off like, um, "You don't want to," or something like, um, "You don't want to talk about uh, who, who he's lost: a mother, a father." An adopted son, like hey, don't start, right? Don't don't like you know, don't go there, right? Don't go there. And he, uh, Batman approaches him and tells him, "You better be careful with what you say next." So, like, really, like within those lines of dialogue, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There's so much to chew on within just a few minutes. I'm looking. I know I saved it somewhere, um, but go ahead, you, you guys' thoughts on the on the nightmare sequence. I'm gonna look for it real quick. You guys want my opinion on Leto? Yeah. Fresh. Uh, <laughs> no, but, well, hold on. So uh, I rewatched. Um, oh gosh, Suicide Squad. Um, it's it's so hard for me with his Joker because you know he'll have like a moment where I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good, and then he just absolutely obliterates it with try hard dialogue and a forced laugh about nothing or over nothing and you know i watched this one and i'm like oh you know his he's he's doing pretty good like i you know i don't i don't mind i don't mind the joker's dialogue is good and stuff like that and then he let out his laugh and i was like what the hell was that i mean it sounded like you know somebody stepped on a, a parakeet or something it was, it was worse than the, the Suicide Squad one. And it was like, it was just so bad. His laugh was so bad in this one. But like, at least, at least unlike the Suicide Squad, he was laughing with like, a, it had a purpose in some, in some form or another. But it was just, it was like he was trying to fix what everybody hated about the Suicide Squad laugh. And then just went in the absolute wrong direction. But I thought it was good dialogue. You know, it was interesting. Um, added the pieces to the puzzle of, you know, their history. Um, but other than that, I mean, I was more focused on uh, Flash's suit because it just looked super cool. So, Yeah, real quick, uh, forgot to mention also, yeah, before we focus on Joker, lastly, we see Deathstroke, who's there, working with Batman. And then we see, Mer of course, Mera. Cyborg is there as well. And the Flash with his uh, suit. So they're basically on the run from someone. Um, and then we have the dialogue. So real quick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the dialogue because um, there's a lot here. So Joker tells Batman... You need me to help you undo this world you created by letting her die. Poor Lois, how she suffered so. <laughs> I often wonder how many alternate timelines do you destroy the world? Because frankly, you don't have the cojones to die yourself. Hmm? And then he tells, it, he tells Batman. So as usual, I'll be the bigger man. A truce, Bruce. And he laughs and then he pulls out a card. And then he tells him, as long as you have this card, a truce, 
but all you have to do is tear it in half. And I'm happy to discuss why you said a boy wonder to do a man's job. When he when he mentions boy wonder, there's a lot to, to chew on. Um, and then Batman, of course, says, you know, it's funny how you talk about watching people die in your arms. Because when I held Harley Quinn and she was bleeding and dying, she begged with her last breath that when I killed you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you, that I would do it slowly, and I'm going to honor that promise. And then right after that, there's a moment of silence. You see Joker's hand, his hand shakes, and then he tells him, you're good. So You almost got me. Yeah, you almost got me. Yep. So when he mentions, I'm happy to discuss why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. There's a lot of speculation and a lot of people reading between the lines, a lot of this is on social media, that this Joker is Jason Todd. Hmm. And that's what Pinhead and I were talking about last night. Because Zack Snyder has confirmed that the Robin that died was Dick Grayson. Yep. So and uh, in the Suicide Squad, uh, Joker had a J right here, and a scar. And uh, in the comic books, um, Joker put the J on Jason Todd. So <laughs> I did not know that. So now knowing that information adds more fuel. And let's also not forget the other. Just the other day. They had the red carpet virtual premiere on Wednesday, Wednesday night, right before, on the eve of the premiere of this on HBO Max and worldwide. Kevin Smith did the virtual red carpet premiere. So mm -hmm. as they filmed it, he took a picture with Zack Snyder and he, they basically did a selfie. And right behind them on the middle was a newly, in, the Robin suit was newly installed to the exhibit of the, 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 the DC Comics portion of the Warner Brothers uh, studio tour. Mm -hmm. Jason Kalar, also the Warner Media executive, posted a picture of that Robin suit that was newly added. So when you put the pieces together, they could have added the Robin suit and other stuff, but why just the Robin suit? Why just single that out? That's very, almost feels cryptic. And there was, um, Zack Snyder even mentioned, he pitched um, his idea to film that Robin uh, death sequence or, or to, I think to add it or, you know, so, but the fact that that was just singled out and that was just added to the exhibit, it just adds more fuel to the fire. And now you mentioned that Jay from the comics. Yeah. So, and the fact that the, the way the line is delivered, and I love this because it's not black and white. You And, you know, we could, for all we know, we could be wrong. It's not mm -hmm. Jason Todd and it's just a joker. It could be Mephisto. <laughs> it could be Mephisto, right? Which we won't find out. Uh, and then Ralph Boder will show up at some point. Could be a space wizard. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. There you go, right? A space wizard. So there's just so much. And, I, and, and that's what I love about this because it's not being given to us in just black and white. There's just, there, there could be more. And I'm assuming that there, there, there probably is more to it than what it seems. Um, 
by the way, uh, real quick, you notice when Lois uh, wakes up in the middle of the night, right before they resurrect Superman, she opens her bedside table. There is a box for a pregnancy test right there. Yep. And then Jester, last night at work, he mentioned that he saw that and he said, already? But then you, when you think about it, it doesn't take much. It can happen. And at the same time, in BVS, uh, right after the um, the desert uh, yeah. gunfight, they did it. In they the jump tub. in the tub, and he right. had a time. He jumps in the tub with his pants on because yep. he's Superman. He doesn't <laughs> right. So and you know. Time. And then another thing, where at the end of the uh, towards the end of the film, when Martha Kent moves back into the house because we we find out that Bruce bought the bank that owned the mortgage or whatever that repossessed the house. Bruce Wayne tells Clark Kent, congrats, by the way. Congrats, congrats on what? It's already a hint, I think, that she's she's already pregnant. Uh, or in the engagement. That's right, ah, uh, that's right. right. Yeah, because when, when he came but, back. Uh, if you notice it, um, she was carrying a bassinet. Right, that's another thing that that that, that people notice. In the uh, in the 2017 cut, it was a box. It wasn't a best. Right, name. right. You see all these reshoots and the original vision. Because Joss Whedon is a fucktard, and he doesn't want to. You know, he wants to ruin the the universe. Exactly, and a lot of a lot of uh, reaction is, how could they cut this? How could they think that Justice League was better than this? How how does one make that decision, or just that uh, just makes up their mind and thinks that's better than what we're why, getting? Why did why did he need to reshoot the 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 farm scene with Clark and uh, and Lois? Right. Why? Yeah, there's so much. There's so much, and Jester even mentioned there are some similar scenes that from Josh's League, some parts with the, with the chase scene and stuff like that that Josh had to reshoot, but he clearly didn't have to because it was already done. And at the end of that film, it still says directed by Zack Snyder, unless they were going to pull, um, wasn't it like in Superman 2, we have the Richard Donner cut and the other one, I forgot the other director's name, um, that came in to, to finish Superman 2 because they were having problems. Richard Donner was having problems with the Salkinds. Um, but when you go into that, you know, and of course, a lot has changed since um those superman christopher reeve films to now so as pinhead mentioned last episode there's legal issues and stuff like that so who knows yeah, yeah. a lot of things have changed but again yeah going back to the nightmare sequence um it's just it's for me it's 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 a captivating sequence a captivating performance between two actors this is the first time we're seeing batfleck and jared leto's joker because we never got that in suicide squad that was one of the things that bummed me out about Suicide Squad. Like, okay, he captured Harley. Of course, Joker's going to get away, but we never get a face-off of some sort. But leave it to Zack Snyder. Also, in the trailer, we got the... Uh, we live in a so uh, society yep. where honor and duty... Or honor and uh, uh, is a distant memory. Clearly, just used it for the trailer. For the memes. Cap for the memes and to capture everyone's attention and the yep. rewatch factor of people just watching that. 
part of the trailer because when that trailer came out, that was the scene, that was the moment that stole the trailer, basically, right? Out of everything. And by the way, that was Jared Leto's idea. Adding that in. So yeah, because, we, because he, we, we thought it was Zack Snyder, but Zack Snyder said that it was Jared Leto's idea to add to add that in. So what are the odds that uh but yeah, so going back to the nightmare sequence pinhead, what do you your thoughts on that? Uh, I think it's a great scene. Uh aside from the childish infantile joke that he throws in there. And we had a discussion about this where, you know, that's what Joker would say. Yeah, but we also know that Joker is a better class of criminal. So he would come up with a better class of line than that. Other than that, the entire sequence, the entire app, because Honestly, I didn't pay attention to the entire epilogue, but today I really paid attention to it because certain people made sure of that. And the overall epilogue leading into the nightmare sequence is really good. I think it's... I'm, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, I don't hate Jared Leto like a lot of people do. Certain people included in this uh, group. I don't hate him. I, I don't think he's the worst Joker, quite frankly. And this 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 will piss my grandmother off. But I think the worst Joker goes to Cesar Romero. He's terrible. Oh, and that and if, you, if you know who that is, that's from the old Adam West Batman. That that's the worst Joker. You know the over the top, <laughs> over the bullshit. We got why you were doing it at that time. I don't think Jared Leto is this ultra uber genius that a lot of people think he is because there's a lot of people that think he is. However, I don't think he's the bottom of the barrel dreck that Jester thinks he is. What he did with this Joker, I will agree with Jester 100%. His fucking laugh is fucking trash. It sounds like an asthmatic trying to get his ibuterol treatment. He's <laughs> we get it. We get it. We know you're drawing it out. We get it. You sound like an asthmatic trying to get the ibuterol treatment. We get it. That laugh is fucking trash. I don't care what anyone says, Mike included. It's fucking trash. It's garbage. It's bottom of the barrel dreck. However, what he did in this scene with the nightmare scene, excluding the reach around joke, which was fucking stupid. <laughs> that's that shit I expect from frat boys like Joshua Whedon or Jonathan Cena. Or, you know, you know, those are frat boy jokes that are far above Zack Snyder's creativity and we know and, and, and it's not a debate because Zach went on record saying that the entire dialogue that was between Batman and Joker was all him he 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 passed it past Chris Terrio Chris Terrio went go on and all the dialogue including the reach around joke is all Zach so that's frat boy mentality that I expect out of Joshua Whedon, 
you know, hack writers that really can't write. That excluded. This was a very, including now, now that you mentioned the, you know, that we talked about at work, the Jason Todd, this makes it a next level type of brilliance that you don't see very well. You talk about how he can't write dialogue, excluding the joke. That scene is actually a very critical moment and not only this movie, but if, and I'm not, I'm not as optimistic as all you Lulu lollipop lickers out here that'll think that we're going to get three, you know, I love that. I'm not, I gotta be that guy because we all know I'm that guy on this podcast. I'm the negative Nancy, you know, I'm the stone cold Steve Austin, uh, Deb, the, the Debbie Downer. I'm going to be that guy. I'm not, I, 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 I see this going nowhere. As I talked with Grace on the side, as a matter of fact, I think this is the plateau of superhero films. This is the climax. This is where we go to our peak, and this is where we stop. Marvel, you will not be able to top this. I'm sorry. You will not be Black Widow, the Eternals. You won't top it. DC, same with you. This is the plateau. You will not top it. You will not top it. This is Neo going into the Matrix and stopping the bullets with his hands and saying enough. This away. is the plateau. This is so we talk about masterpieces. I won't go that far because for I'll, I'll put it out here. Overall, in my overall years of experience, I'm an old fart here. I'm the old I'm next to Kuya. I'm the oldest fart on this podcast. In my 85 years of life, I've only given five films 10 out of 10. Okay. We'll, we'll discuss that later, but this is the plateau. This is the climax. No one will be able to go past this. No one can do that. No one, whether you like it or not, everybody else, ah, stop saying it. We don't like Zach. So won't get used to it. This is, the, this, is, this is the climax here. Suck it. Because you guys like to talk the trash and, and talk about how you can write heroes and women and mine. Fine. Suck on it because you even have agreed and you can't take it back. You can try all you want. You've even agreed that this is Zack Snyder's best film. You've a lot of you have even agreed begrudgingly. You've even agreed your heroes you know, like Christopher Nolan, Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy in, you know, Chris Nolan, he's even agreed. This is the plateau. This is the best superhero film of all time. Maybe this is the plateau and it will, there, there will be no film above this. So get used to this being the best and the last, because after this, it's dung droppings from here. It really is. You know, we'll get good stuff. Let's not be foolish here. Let's not, let's not be, <laughs> it's all gar no. However, it'll all be second fiddle to, eh, 
It's not the, it's not the Snyder cut. That that's what we and, and prove me wrong. Any I, I any of you up and comers or anybody from Marvel to DC and I'm I'm not, and I'm gonna call you horror motherfuckers out too because you motherfuckers need to step your goddamn game up after this. I'm calling all you out. I dare you to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. And I will be on the next podcast episode telling you that I was wrong. But I bet you won't do it for the next hundred years. By that point, I'll be dead and it won't matter. But prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Step your fucking game up, everybody. You won't do it because you'll be too busy either licking Zack Snyder's Lulu lollipop or you'll be too busy sitting back trying to catch up with him and you'll never do it. You'll never. You, you, he, so you guys will be the Jonathan Cena's of the world. Zack Snyder's the Ric Flair. Try and catch up. There you go. Woo. Yep. Woo! Yeah, actually. Yeah, that, that, now that you mention it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm good. After this, this whole year, I could not see an, another new movie. I'm done. This is it for me. Uh, I mean, and that's yeah, why I say it's I, the plateau. There, there's I, I a, there, live, there's huh? a Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal yeah, Kombat. I so. could care. I, I, honestly, I'm. This is all I've waited for for the past like four or five years. Like I'm done. And, and on that note, I understand where you're, especially. And I'm going to talk to Mike specifically here. Now you're going to know, and you're going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to do the same thing to you. You're going to get tired of it when October rolls around, especially if the shit goes full forward. You're going to get sick and tired of hearing about Dune. I'm going to blow my load just like you have over and over and over again. And I will, and we'll have this discussion again and we'll discuss because I wouldn't be surprised if the only two films of this year stand tall will be the Snyder Cut versus Danny Villeneuve's Dune. That is the precedent that we will set. I right. promise you there. We'll see right. later right. in the year, but there's where we're at. The yeah. plateau is set right now here. And you included Danny. You included Danny. Excuse me. I got Danny Villeneuve. Villeneuve. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You are up into that. You're in that. Prove. Step up. Step up, bitches. Step up. Right. Because so, after this, you can no longer be a basic bitch film anymore. Now you have to step your game up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, speaking practically, like, if if we never if we're never going to get Justice League 2 and 3 by Zack Snyder, I'm still happy that we got this. Because in essence, we, st we still got his trilogy. Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I'm happy. But the only, the only way that I would disagree that we've hit a plateau is that if he does get to continue with Justice League 2 and 3, okay. I know, for me personally, that he can still push even further. And but, he will, but, 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 but that all goes back to my point. Even he will have to step up and prove me wrong. Right. And that's why I said if he does, then we'll be on another episode talking about that. But at this moment in time, in the timeline, gold standard. Step up, right? Step right. up. 
and then that's why uh you still need to discuss this will be on another episode um the storyboards for what they came up with for justice league two and three now they released those there it's out there but those are those are now those are not necessarily spoilers those are just the ideas that they had originally and again he had that added in that exhibit right there on the uh, AT&T um, uh, headquarters, right in uh, uh, Houston, I think it's, yeah, in, in Texas. So for a Dallas, reason, Dallas. Was he, Dallas. Or Dallas, yeah. No, thank you. He wants people to know that he's got, he's got another plan for that Justice League too. Should that happen, he's ready and he's got something ready. So it's all just a, a waiting game now. Because the records, as far as we know, like the, the trending online and everything, the discussion, I mean, this has swallowed Falcon and the Winter Soldier, essentially. Marvel and Disney Plus just coming off of a high from WandaVision, regardless of what you think of the, the uh, series, WandaVision dominated. I mean, it crashed Disney, like The Mandalorian before it, season two especially, it crashed Disney Plus several times for WandaVision. But now we're um, we're getting that second Marvel Disney Plus series with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got it yesterday, and it trended on Twitter, but not as much as Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League and Snyder Cut. And not only that, Dark Side trended, Batman, Wonder Woman, the Aquaman, even the side, the side trended. Of all Granny three. goodness trended. Granny goodness did not even have a line in the film. She was just there. Hey, and I was surprised on how tall she was. Did you, did you notice how tall she was yeah. in that uh, thing? Yeah. I was like, wow. And I may have a perfect uh, candidate for Granny Goodness. Well, who, who's your candidate? Gwendolyn Christie. Ooh, interesting choice. But um, again, you know, that that's in a future episode or in a future thing. Yeah. They were saying that she's just digital, but it seems like someone found the actress playing her in the credits. So there is an actress that, that actually was cast for that role. But yeah, in the nightmare sequence, so yeah, it basically ends um, with, uh, we hear a son- they, they hear a sonic boom. And then uh, I forgot who says like, he's found us, I think it's Cyborg. He's found us. And then you, he- you see a character like do a quick landing. And of course we already know who it is. Everyone gets ready. There's a close-up of Mara. She has Arthur's trident. She gets ready. She's got a badass close-up. She's ready to go. Everyone. Um, Flash has his visor uh, go down. Cyborg takes off his like cloak, and he's got like his uh, extra arms. He's got a blaster. He's got two blasters in, in his arms. An extra blaster behind him. A cannon holding like a pillbox for ammo. And then Mara, by the way, is carrying. Uh, Two five gallon is it like five gallon like uh, containers water. of water because there's no water. It's a best, basically the earth is a scorched des- uh, wasteland, and she needs power. Uh, she needs water to be able to use her powers, so she's carrying containers of water and Arthur's uh, trident. And then they all get ready. As they all get ready, we see a close up shot of Superman rising up slowly. His eyes are ready to go with that heat vision, and then Bruce wakes up. And it's all a dream. But we know what happens with dreams in this series. They tend to look like they're going to be coming true. So as Bruce wakes up, he walks out into his um, 
his uh, basically like outdoor uh, patio, like the back of the, the house. And it, it, we do uh, actually you hear a sonic boom. And then when I first saw it, I thought there was a floating figure with a cape. And I was thinking like, oh, it's Superman. I wonder what this conversation will be. But then sure enough, it's revealed that it's Martian Manhunter. And he introduces himself to Bruce Wayne and he tells him, your parents would be proud of what you've done. I never thought that Earth's heroes, Earth's defenders would rise, would uh, unite and stand against Darkseid. You know that he's still going to be coming. So we have to find the uh, anti-life equation on Earth, wherever that is, before he gets to it. So, and then he tells him, like, Bruce Wayne is basically, like, unfazed now, of course, because he's seen, he's seen a lot of shit. <laughs> over the past like, look bro oh, i just yes. woke up but cool you want to join yeah yeah <laughs> we could always use the extra help so and then he's so, like i'm sure i'll be seeing you so we so the colonel is the martian masturbator a manhunter yep. right yes John general John. general swanwick, swanwick. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So awesome because I love him. Like he's a yeah. great actor from Matrix fame, mostly. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that was clarified in my head. Yes. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect casting for Martian Masturbator. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I. That's one thing that if we get more of this, I want to see more of that. And I want the same actor. Don't pull this bullshit. Yeah, that's uh, don't that, do the bullshit. Right. He's so, young enough. He's young enough to do CGI. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So don't pull the bullshit and recast. The, Keep him. The Damn actor's, it. The actor's name is Her, uh, Harry Lennox. Exactly. Thank and you. And so, also by the way, when uh, Zack Snyder at Comic Con years ago in 2014, when they did the announcement for the Man of Steel sequel. He had Harry Lennox there with him in Hall H. And Zack Snyder didn't say what the film was, what the title was. He just had him, hey, I want to invite my friend Harry Lennox to read a few lines from my one of my favorite stories. And Harry Lennox delivers. There's a, if you search for it on YouTube, you'll find it. Harry Lennox goes to the podium and starts reciting the line of Bruce Wayne and basically saying, like, in the, from The Dark Knight Returns. And Bruce Wayne telling, basically telling Superman, like, I want you to know that there was, if there was ever anyone to go up against you or make you bleed or something like that, that it was me. That in the like something like the bottom line, like you're still you're you, you'll still lose something like that. And the crowd went wild because everyone knew that that is the Dark Knight Returns. And then after he delivered the he read the lines, uh, a big black bat the, the bat symbol and then the man uh, superman symbol and then that's it and then the crowd went wild it was basically um zach snyder announcing the next movie will have batman and superman and hall h went nuts and i remember when that announcement happened that was moments before we got a ticket for camping in lake tahoe right on the beach when we shouldn't have but you know <laughs> Um, it was still a great memory because I remember that morning I was like, oh my God, holy shit, we're going to see Batman with Superman in the movie finally. So, but yeah. Um, any other thoughts? I, I didn't do my uh, take on the epilogue, but. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It was great. Um, 
Silas Silas Stone talking to his son, like is uh, you know Cyborg uh, recreated the the tape recorder, right? Right, right. It it was a perfect way of him uh, talk, talking about like the the things that happened uh, in the in the in the movie. It was like a, it was like a good ending, because um remember like when um at the at the very beginning it was Jorel and Man of Steel that started talking 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 and kept talking. Um, uh, Jonathan Kent was also a part of uh, part of the the thing. So we were we were talking about father, fathers now, father figures, right? Right. So it, it was kind of cool to to see that the the you know the father of the heart of, of the Justice League of the movie was talking to to his son as, as a regular kid. He's like, you can do whatever you want. You're 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 this. You're that. You know, the times are tough. People are hurting. The world is way, and then you know it's up to you to to do whatever you need to do, and it shows like all of the things that that, that uh, the Justice League were were doing, like you know like Aquaman was like talking to Volko and, and Mira saying, "Hey, I'm going to talk to my dad," which is a, a homage to the Aquaman movie because like you know he actually went to talk to his dad. Um, Flash running around uh, like 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 he was like so happy and free. That, that I like that scene. Like when he was like doing doing all of this stuff. Like he was just like running, right? And he it was it was awesome. Um, you know, Wonder Woman being sexy as hell, uh, holding the the arrow and all that stuff, and you know, Batman being Batman on 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 a freaking tank for whatever reason. That's <laughs> just, the that's the bat tank from the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I know. It's like whatever. You know, so okay. For, just... for a second, when I saw that. I thought they were going to use it, right? I in the context of the movie, it's it it's making me think because when you look at the background, it looks like there's burning or destroyed buildings, and it's almost making me think: is that the beginning of the nightmare sequence, or of of what's happening? But then, or is that part of his dream? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I think oh. it was some. It was something. Right. But but yeah, it was a it was, it was a good fit. Like you see the the black. Uh, you know, Superman was still wearing the black. Uh, Yes, suit. the black suit. Yep. Uh, when when he when he went to 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 do his Superman thing, and you know, it, it was it was a great like the epilogue was a good closure, and the nightmare sequence again, Mira Mira's you know Amber Turd's, uh British accent just really threw me off. I I just fucking hate it. I hate it so much. It, it's like John Cena level. For for me, for like for Pinhead, like it's horrible. It was bad. Like I like I told you, for me, this movie was ten out of ten, except for Mira's accent, which knocked it down two points for me. So it's an eight out of ten right now. Okay, um, but this is the hottest take uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say about this movie. H- how long was the conversation with, with between Batman and uh, and Joker? In this one, like two minutes, couple of minutes, yeah, probably minutes. Like five minutes. It it stands that the, the, within that five minutes, it stands toe to toe with the whole fucking Dark Knight movie for me. The how, whole how, movie. The the interaction between the Joker and 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 Christian Bale's Batman. How how Jared Leto. Uh, started with with that little joke about oh like oh don't worry little fish stick because that's a very Joker thing to say and then like he's he's like trying to be all funny ha 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 and then he got super serious and then he got super nasty and then he did like the the little stupid joke the little reach around 
That that for me again, that's a very Joker thing to do because he's he, you know, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And and like the more the more he he talked to to Bruce or the more he talked to Batman, the more he was just like he was trying to egg him on and trying to trying to be all the, all of this, you know, like oh yeah, I'll I'll do all this Batman because like you know I'll ruin you because he was he was giving him psychological war, right? And for Batman to or for Batman uh, to to come back after him in in that sense in that very uh, psychological way, he's like I will fucking kill you. Like you know, make no mistake, I will fucking kill you. You know, I I will honor what uh, what I what I promised the uh, you know, what I promised Hardy Quinn. And like for and then for for Joker to to just like pause because no Joker never shuts the fuck up, even even in the even in the comic books he never he always has the last you know he always has the last thing to say, he always has whatever, you know like a quip or whatever, and for him to pause. In that brief, like like five seconds, and had to, and he had to think because he was like, "Oh, wait, is this the time that the Batman's actually gonna fucking snap?" Right? Because he, he's not gonna kill, right? He will never kill, never, whatever. For for me, I was just like, I was so like drawn into that, you know, to the conversation. You know, so again, like I understand, like people, people's love for um, Heath Ledger's Joker. I, I love the guy. I love, I love the character. I love the Dark Knight, one of the best movies ever. But for that five minutes, that that four or five minutes of uh, Ben Affleck and Jared Leto just having that conversation, it almost equaled the, the whole entire conversation or the whole entire scenes that that uh, the Dark Knight had. Between Joker and and Batman, even the interrogation scene, even the when he when Joker was upside down, even when when you know all the little things that they they, they had together, it it equaled it if not it you know made it just better you know you know what I mean, right? And I I was just like astounded like you know again like when when people say that the, the laugh is horrible I can understand it's not it's not their cup of tea because everybody has you know has their weird laughs. Um, what you call it? Uh, fucking, you know, C- Cesar Romero's Batman. Uh, the laugh was fucking horrible. Yeah, Pinhead, you're absolutely right. Right. The same thing with uh, Jack Nicholson's Batman. It was uh, it was a little cringe. Uh, Heath Ledger's was okay. He was like, you know, <sighs> you know, kind of whatever. Like, I, to be honest with you, jo- Joaquin Phoenix uh, Phoenix's uh, laugh wasn't. I, I wasn't I wasn't into it, but but everybody loved that laugh, you know. Jared Leto for me, I, it was I'm like it, it's it's the Joker's laugh. So he's trying he was trying to be an asshole. He'd be like, <laughs> he, he pretty much almost does it. Mocking. He was being he was like it was like he's laughing sarcastically at right. people. He's mocking. He's basically. Yeah. Mocking. He knows he gets under people's skins like Jester and Bennett. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it. laugh, but but you know I, again, the for the laugh, you know beside beside the scene between the Joker and Batman for me is is absolutely powerful. It was so good, and, and if there if there is a a move a Joker a Batman movie uh, with with Joker in it because like he's getting destroyed by by wait you know by Slade Wilson or anything like that. 
and there's a scene between Batman and him, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Like you know, Jared Jared Leto for me, like he he is this this universe's uh, Batman, and I'm okay with it. He, he's he's not the Joker for everybody, right? Yeah, Heath Ledger. That's that's the Joker for everybody, but in this universe, in this in this particular Snyderverse, Jared Leto is the Joker, or Jason Todd, or <laughs> whichever else. Yeah. Yeah, he could be Mephisto for all I care. <laughs> I mean, man, I would love. But to- but like I'm just you know I I'm saying is like the acting itself like like Pinhead had it down to pat. It was like it was spot on. It was it was cinema. It, you know it it was it was working. You know it it was working its magic. You know for me. Um and and in the, to to comment on what what Pinhead was saying in regards to um you know the the plateau or that this is the gold standard for for superhero movies I, I i i really want to agree i honestly do you know but but like like mike said i'm i'm an optimist there could be more there could there could be, there could be more follow ups that's why i said prove me wrong. wrong yep there you go but and uh, i will retract the statement prove yep. me wrong and then uh, Mike, you said like you know like Justice League two and three. Uh, there might be a good idea. There, there have there are good good ideas coming in regards to that, and I think Z- uh, Zack Snyder ha- is is kind of uh, following that that thing already. I'll I'll tell you all about it afterwards, but but I I think it's going to be a great idea to to implement everything that that's that's happening with the with DC and it, and its lineup. Right. So. Right. And then um, I guess Wonder Woman. We didn't mention a whole lot about her, but uh, also when you she was perfect. What do you else? Well, was... yeah, but then as far as her character, the last time we saw her, Wonder Woman eighty four, different take. A lot of people really they, they want the warrior Wonder Woman. That's exactly because that's how she was introduced. That's what she is. She is an Amazon warrior, yep. and that's how she was introduced in BBS, and that's how we got to know more of her in uh, the Wonder Woman film. And then lots of ceremony when they try to contact her with the Arrow of Artemis. Mm-hmm. Cut cut out from Justice League, you know. And when um, before Queen Apollota fires that arrow, she, she says, come back to me, Diana. Yep. I think that's basically setting up Wonder Woman 3 where she's going to come back to Themyscira. Because also, uh, Steppenwolf tries to get in her head at the final battle and tells her, your Amazon sisters screamed as I killed them. And essentially, like, killed them and your mother, too. And that's You're why she liar. Liar. And that's why she got her, she sliced his head off. And, that, and I loved it, the combination of everyone. And she even gives that sexy smile, that same sexy smile that she gives in BVS when she gets knocked down by Doomsday and she's just enjoying it because she's been out of the fight for the longest time. And then she yeah. gives that, that smile right before she does her, her power uh, blast against there, there, there's a There's a couple of, or there's a cringe line that, that uh, Wonder Woman said that I was just like, man, that, that wasn't necessary. Um, when when the, the first fight between Steppenwolf and uh, the Parademons versus Wonder Woman, when she said, "I belong to no one," right? 
I was just like, oh, maybe she, you didn't have why, to say that. Why is that cringe? I don't know. It, like, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't necessary for me. Like, you know, because because it's like, oh, she belongs to me. Like you know, like she's mine or whatever, right? Right. Because like you know, because like it, it's for a fight, and then and then for for her to say, I belong to no one. Well, she's making it clear that she belongs to no one. Well, like fuck you. Whatever. Don't own I, I see. I see where you're coming from, Kuya, but I don't think that line was cringe. It was the fucking pan close in. Where they went right into her face when she said it. That was cringe. But her line was not cringe because she was making a a declaration that she belongs to no person whatsoever. It was the the push-in that was cringe that made it like the line kind of had a little soggy taste in your mouth. I know you. And then the last last thing was the the thing that that Joss Whedon cut like remember when he when she saved the the school girls and all that stuff yep uh you know you know oh princess are you okay right can i be like you you can be whatever you want right that simple line three I seconds saw three <laughs> seconds three fucking that. seconds Josh didn't cut that. it out <laughs> and i was like you mother and like i when i when i heard that like the first the first reaction i said was like fucking josh Whedon, you motherfucker he's a misogynist can- he doesn't want he doesn't want to empower women he doesn't care it's very clear, and like I and I was just like I was so upset at that like at, at that point when I was like, it's it was three seconds. You you could have cut something else for three seconds. Well, knowing what we know now, of course, and someone even tweeted and said, you can have badass, you know, badass no prisoners Wonder Woman, killing people and fighting and being a warrior and still have her be that same Wonder Woman to that little girl. You know, who was obviously shaken up after what she witnessed. And by the way, that that terrorist, she makes it very clear that he didn't survive when she does that thing. Yeah. You know, like his hat blows away, and the and, and he was like, and he was one of one of the better actors in Game of Thrones. By the way, he was uh, Ramsey Snow's uh, dad. Yeah, right. I agree. He looks so familiar. And I agree with that. I will say this as we go off. The only thing that annoyed me in it, and even more like the only thing that takes it a 10 out of 10 for me is that same scene where these guys are talking about how they're going to send England back to the dark ages and they're going to they're going to send it back a thousand years. Yeah. By blowing up half a city block. Really, really like that was fucking lame. Like when she well, who are you? And we're here to send a thousand years back. No, boring. Like what? Like we get it. How are you sending? How are you sending England back in the dark ages by blowing up half to a full city block? That 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 was a part of the story that it's a nitpicky thing, but it's it's part of the writing that you're going. That that took that took me completely out. I was like, that's fucking stupid. That 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 motivation is almost worse than the Joshua fucking Whedon motivation in his cut. Like you couldn't have come up with something better than that, really. So that so that's the only real out of anything, that's the only real scene that I just wanted to punch my fist through the fucking TV because I'm like, this is terrible. 
This is garbage. Yeah. So, and then of course another favorite scene. I'll just before I forget um, is Flight 2.0 as Clark goes back to the mother, the scout ship, and then you're hearing both Jarrell and Jonathan Kent basically telling them like, "Oh, it's it's time. We love you. You're ready." Uh, fly, son. You know? Oh my God! I was just like, "Fly, son." Yep. And then he flies up and catches that solar energy as he absorbs it, absorbs it before. He, the Jesus pose. Jesus pose. <laughs> and then, of course, we're going to get some people who are like, Zack Snyder, stop the symbolism with Superman and Jesus. Oh, this, by the way, if you if you didn't notice, this will already be the perfect movie to watch on Easter Sunday. Oh, yeah. We have the rising of the last son of Krypton. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I did like the, I, I did get some people DMing me uh, direct messaging me and asking me um, what what's up with Superman's black suit and I basically explained to them like in the comics when he came back he needed the black suit it's a solar suit because it of course black the color black absorbs more light so the solar suit was created to absorb more solar energy because when he came back his powers weren't at a hundred percent he had some strength but not completely he even had to use um, these jet boots to fly, and he even used like a laser blaster to go up against Hank Henshaw, which is Cyborg Superman, and like who kind of like got some of his DNA. Well, no offense to the people that DM'd you, they were fucking stupider than my grandma then because she understood that in the movie. So, what, what did she understand? Oh, by the, the black way, suit. She understood that the black suit absorbed energy <laughs> to give him really? power. How did she yeah. make that connection? I'm when he did the Jesus pose, she was like, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> you're dumber than my grandma then if you didn't get that. Right? Fuck witch. Who's oh, 83 years old. So get that through your head, you fucking morons. And they say, they say. Sorry, Zach, not sorry. And they say Zack Snyder doesn't know the comics when clearly here, you don't need uh, a second grade explanation. Exactly. A basic third grade. That connection. <sighs> Yep. Oh, Pinhead. Uh, what What did your grandma think of the movie? So she enjoyed it. I will say this. She said it was different. She just the length was a thing for her, which mm. <laughs> I don't know why, because we'll be doing an event tomorrow, which will probably be the same length or even longer. Mm. And she'll enjoy that, but for the most part, she said it was a really good film. She just, it was different for her. She hated Jared Leto. Mm. She despised him. She thought he was a little twerp. Mm. That was her words. A little twerp that was not believable as a psychopath. So she hated him. Um, her favorites, I think her favorites obviously were, you know, Superman, because that's her boy. She likes Cyborg because I had to explain to her, like, who's who she's like, who's the black kid? I'm like, that, that's Cyborg. And I told her and she's like, he's a real cutie and I like him. You know, she liked him. She asked about the skinny fuck, <laughs> which was which was Flash. And I'm like, that's Flash. And I, <laughs> we had to have a conversation. She got confused two times. You know, like I said, she's 83 years old. She got confused two times. The one time she was like, that's Flash Gordon. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> this is Flash. You saw Flash Gordon <laughs> going, and she went, oh, okay, I get that. Okay, yeah. The second one was, I told her Ben Affleck was Batman. She threw a fit. I'm like, what are you talking about? You like Ben Affleck. She's all, oh, I was thinking of Alec Baldwin. I'm like, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. And my, and my, <laughs> my exact words was, Alec Baldwin's way too much of a fucking fat ass to fit in the bat suit. And she's he like, was, that's true. That's he was true. the shadow, though. Yeah, years ago, in the, as the shadow, he could have been a good Batman. He could have. Yeah, he yeah. was he was he was 90 pounds thinner than two. Right. You know, you know, he was in great shape. But but she hates Alec Baldwin and I don't blame her because he is a fucking prick. But I'm like, no, we're talking about Ben Affleck. Goodwill, honey. Oh, that's right. Oh, I love. And I'm like, OK, so her favorite characters are Batman. Henry C <sighs> Superman's her favorite, you know, and, you know, there's a little eye candy there. And then I had to introduce her to the tuna of the sea aquaman you know oh boy. The <laughs> she was she she knew who he was but she she was asking who the actor was but as a casual fan because that's what she is mm -hmm. she should not be expected like and that's why that's why we went down with this conversation why i said you do not have to see yes i understand it Full disclosure, she saw Man of Steel. She loved it. She saw bits and pieces of Batman versus Superman. This is why I say you do not have to see this film to appreciate. You do not have to see Batman v Superman. Yes, I understand. You get those nuggets. You get those nice little kernels. But as a casual fan, and I'm speaking for her, you do, like Jester said, where he was what the point he was trying to make you do not have to see man of steel or batman v superman to enjoy this artistic work you do not have to because she did not see batman v superman she knows nothing about the suicide squad she knows nothing about the lineage she as a casual watcher of cinema and this is where i was trying to go with this as a watcher of cinema you do not have to see these other films because she even knew as a watcher of cinema, a casual watcher of cinema, her last big epic was Saving Private Ryan that wow. she had to, that she sat through and actually enjoyed. Obviously, she's seen others where like Lord of the Rings. I'm tired of this shit. Harold Potter. I'm tired of this shit. You know, like there's a lot of things that that are, are so-called epics that even apocalypse now she hates when i watch that movie there's only one other film that she really enjoyed that was a long epic like this one and it was saving private ryan she put it on that level because she understood what they were trying to do it wasn't great for her because it was four fucking hours long you know we can't all lick the lulu lollipop of zachary snyder she didn't, but as a casual fan, she went, I actually really enjoyed that. It was different, but I really enjoyed it. And it was a good film. Nice. And as a casual watcher, she understood what this film meant. 
So that's why I say you do not have to see Batman right. v Superman or Man of Steel. It works out. And for the diehard fans, yes, that, that, that connects all the dots. But if you're a casual person coming into this and just watching this, you can appreciate the art that it is because she did without seeing Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad or any of them. All she knows about is Man of Steel. That's it. That's it. She didn't get to see the Joshua Whedon cut. Lucky for her, she never got to see it. So she doesn't have that reference of, oh, this is better, these shot. No. She saw it as a person watching a good film, and she, I'd say she gave it a pretty high mark. I don't know. She didn't give it a, a, a point bullet, but she gave it a high mark. So it's good. I was impressed. And like I said, when that scene came up with Superman going up into the sky, she went, oh, I get that. She went, oh, he, he's gathering energy. I'm like, whoa. Because I was about to tell her. I was, I was like, you understand what he's doing? She's like, yeah, he's gathering energy. And he's, I'm like, so you fuckwits out there that couldn't understand it. An 83, an 83-year-old woman just pulled your fucking punk card, but by then, the way. Then again, like you mentioned, she watched Man of Steel. So it's very clear in that film that before he, he starts flying, as Jarrell saying, your um your 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 skin or your you absorb yellow sun radiation differently yeah. you know that's very clear um i think your grandma is an exception to most casual viewers because for her to appreciate and just to basically understand you know and you could have also done the chapters for her break it down but the fact that she went through the four hours, hey, that's still... We don't do that around these parts. We're hardcore motherfuckers here. Right. We don't do... That's to be commended. That's to be commended. But I still, like, for... And there's there's some exceptions for some, some people where they can just go into this and it's fine. But for me, it's still, like, asking someone to, hey, check out Return of the Jedi without seeing A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. You can get the story for what it is and that single film or return for example return of the king check out return of the king but don't watch fellowship and don't watch two towers you can still get the gist of return of the king because there is still a part of that setup and what they're trying to do and all that stuff but then you don't see the complete journey but then again that's just my perspective so all righty um and then another thing we were supposed to get uh, Green Lantern, not just uh, the OG Green Lantern that we saw there in the um, history lesson, in the nightmare sequence or in the what Cy Cyborg's vision, we also see um, a Green Lantern that's down and dead, and it looks like Kilowog. Yep. It looks like yeah, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's Kilowog because you can see his face and just the shape of his body and everything. But this is a quote from. Uh, via Anthony Bresdekin from the Vanity Fair article. And Zack Snyder said, we shot a version of this scene, I'm not sure exactly which scene is referring to, with Green Lantern. It could possibly be the Martian Manhunter scene or yeah. another scene. So he said, we shot a version of this scene with Green Lantern, but the studio really fought me. It was John Stewart. John 
I think Mother it was the. I, I think Green it was Lantern. the the end the 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 end scene where um uh John Jones went went to the lake the lake house. Yeah. I so one. they shot a scene, a version of the scene with Green Lantern. Who the actor is, we don't know. But the Warner Brothers really fought Zack Snyder and said, no, 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 no. We're gonna do Green Lantern on an HBO Max series, but we're not gonna introduce John Stewart who for the last generation or many generations since that grew up with Justice League and Justice League Unlimited know John Stewart as Green Lantern. Yep. The character that me off. in the in the eighties, what was that, Jester? I'm just saying that pisses me off. They they fought him super hard to not have right. John Stewart in there. It's like, come on, man, that's that's, uh, and that's our boy. Yeah, and it is. Another thing that Zack Snyder wanted was when Superman returned, uh, came back to life in the comics. He had a mullet. I dug it. With, um, for for a while, he had long hair, and Clark Kent had a ponytail. With his when he was working the Daily Planet, Superman had some long hair, and um, I think it was. Oh, can't uh, have that. Dan, Dan, Dan Jurgens or Tom Grummet who drew that Superman that I really liked from when he came back from the dead and Warner Brothers said no no mullet and Superman you know they're like um you guys not realize your source material this is what this guy is taking it from it's in those books when he does this the fans will love it because it's an homage to the exact source material and yet Warner Brothers said no 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 mullet, no black suit. They didn't want the black suit at first. Yep. You know, and it's interesting that in the nightmare sequence, Superman, and even in the BVS, it's Superman with a blue and red suit. I would have figured he would be wearing the black suit when he's when he submits to the anti-life equation instead of the blue and red suit because the blue and red suit is the OG, like Superman is here for truth and justice. And the black suit would have been more like evil Superman. Because it was hinted in Man of Steel when uh, when General Zod got in his head and is is trying to tell Kal El to join him in his quest to create you know uh, a new Krypton on Earth. In that quick flashback, Superman is in his black suit, standing atop a bunch thousands of skulls of uh, essentially people that uh, will supposedly die when they build this new Krypton, and he gets buried by it as he starts sinking. He can't even get out. Because he's thinking, uh, you know, it's a very powerful scene when you look look back at it. Um, but yeah, anyway. And um, this, and this, and, and to, before we, and this goes back to the conversation you and I had when we were off air talking about we wouldn't have to go through this if studios just once in a while step the fuck back. We have, we, the, Zach, no, no offense, but Snyder's not the first one that this has happened to. We see this all the time. We saw with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. The studios think that audiences are too fucking stupid to grasp the overall arc of what the filmmaker is trying to do, and they cut it out. We see it with Terminator 2 Judgment Day, for example, where we got a good film, a great blockbuster film. But do you know how much better that blockbuster film would have been? How much more money that blockbuster film would have made if we would have let James Cameron release his ultimate cut? There is some great material in the Judgment Day ultimate cut. For those that don't know, some great material. 
that was cut out by the studio's interference because they thought the audience was too stupid to grasp it and it was too slow for their overall bottom dollar. Turns out, just like this film, what we're talking about, years later, once people saw it, they liked the Cameron edition much better than the theatrical edition. We, we go down this road many times. It happened with Cameron again with Aliens, where the studio told them, don't release that full cut where we actually learn about Ripley's lineage in Aliens. Her having children, in, but that was thrown away because, you know, audiences are too stupid. It, it, it's a continual perpetuation that these studios think that as a general audience, whether you're nerds or not, this is one thing we can all agree on and we are all unified in. Nerd to casual. The studios think that we're all too stupid to grasp great material like this. So they cut it down and throw it out. This is why this is, this is why this Snyder cut is very important because this sets precedence to where fans are going, stop the bullshit. We've had enough contrary to the popular belief. It just wasn't 12 of us that, you know, asked for this because studios don't do anything. If only 12 people ask for it, it takes a hundred, 200, 200,000, you have to really get in those upper echelon numbers before the studios go, oh, fuck. Um, um, they're not playing around anymore. We better stop the bullshit or they'll shut us down. That's where we need to be. That's where all of us need to be. And I'll end it here. Nerds, casuals, it doesn't matter. We all need to stand together and make these motherfuckers, like Game of Thrones like to say, bend the fucking knee so they give us what we want you vote with your dollar you vote with your streaming you vote with your eyeballs you vote with your clicks if they don't want to give us what they want if they don't want to give us what we want then we stop viewing it we stop clicking it we stop going and they shut down and guess what they bend the fucking knee just like they did with the Snyder Cut and then they give us what we want we're the real power, not them. Know that. And I'm speaking to everyone. For those who listen to this podcast, for those who view it, for those who may stumble upon it all across the universe, just like Superman screamed when he died at the beginning of the movie, spread out to the entire universe. We need to go no more. You will bend the knee or we will shut you down. That simple. It's not rocket science. It's that simple. Learn or be shut down. The choice is yours, Hollywood. This is the declaration we have made. You either listen to it or we will crush you like the hands of dark side. We will make you bend the knee and lick the boot. And if you don't want to do it, we'll obliterate you. It's that simple. You need us far more than we need you. COVID timeline proved that. That's right. Try it. That's Try right. us. And as Batman said, all in there. and as Batman said in the film, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells, he's never fought us. 
Not exactly. United. Ba-boing! There's the music. And that's the trailer. All righty. Well, we've talked a good portion for the side <laughs> cut. As expected. I mean, if we talked for 30 minutes, I would have been like, there's something wrong here, guys. Um, <laughs> this is not the last time we're going to talk about this film. At least... Uh-oh. No. As far as I know, I'm not. This is not the last time I'm going to talk about it. After this, I'm going to watch it all over again. <laughs> you want to watch um, it together? Yeah, let's watch it together. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll do a. <laughs> and, hey, who knows? Perhaps uh, an audio commentary. Oh gosh! In parts, in parts, we could do it in parts easily, because when you break down this, the parts, the the chapters, it's actually not that bad. I think I think that's what we should do. That'd be good. Break it out. Yeah, and, uh, that would be awesome. Episodes. Yeah. So it's not, you know, and then when you listen to it, you know, you can listen to it in its entirety, but it'll still be broken up in parts. So the prologue is nine minutes. Part one is 28 minutes. Part two is 32 minutes. Part three is 42 minutes. Part four, 30 minutes. Part five, 32 minutes. Part six, 41 minutes, and the epilogue is 19 minutes. Not bad. So when you break it down that way, it's not bad. But when, you, really say, when you say four hours, I just, <laughs> binge, I just binge an eight-hour show on Netflix. I can't do four. I can't pause my own button. I can't pause the screen <laughs> to go use the restroom and go tinkle or go get a, go get a, little, go get a little snacky-do or yogurt or whatever. Like, what the fuck, people? Chalky milk. <laughs> Chalky milk and some chicken nuggies. Captain Planet said the power's in your fucking hands, you assholes. You can literally, you can, do you want to say, do you, do you have to just say, Siri, pause the film? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Lazy oh, bastards. <laughs> Whitey, whiny bastards. Chicky, chicky First nuggets. World problem. And, chocolate, and, chocolate and real quick, by the way, um, in that live stream, Zack Snyder also had some news. There is uh, not, it's not exactly a black and white version. It's a, uh, a white and gray version. The Justice is Gray edition of this entire film will be coming. It was supposed to release today on HBO Max, but he did mention, I guess they had some technical issues, but it's coming soon. There is a scene of uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred talking in the Batcave um, that is in the all uh, the Justice is Gray edition. So we are getting this. So it's essentially the same film. It's just in gray, gray and white or black and white. That's, um, that's, that's, that's very uh, Akira Kurosawa of him. So. Right. It's, and, it's, whoo, so I want to ask a real quick question. You would know this. Yeah. And maybe the, are we getting a physical copy in the future? Do you yes. know? Yes. The- oh, well, thank you, God. Because I need to complete my physical copy so I can get rid of that trash Joshua Whedon edition and we will throw have, it in the garbage. We will have a ceremony like the Amazons. Who, oh, please. Who fired the arrow of Artemis. <laughs> we, we must have a ceremony. Because I was thinking about it, too. I was like, there must be a ceremony that we can do. So we will have to plan that. <laughs> Um, the word is for the Blu-ray and possibly 4K and DVD, uh, the word is May. Oh! That's the word. And the vinyl, the vinyl has not officially been announced, but it's coming. No, don't there tease is, me. There is 54 tracks, so it's going to be oh. a handful of vinyl. So that's going to be a nice, thick boy 
Um, and then, of course, the I got a thick boy right here. You know? Yeah, just thinking about just, it. Just to explain, the reasoning for the Justice is Gray edition is Zack Snyder clearly has said when this film, when this Snyder cut existed on his hard drive, it was in black and white essentially with unfinished effects, because that that was the only way to like uh, that was the best way. That's I think that's how he also previewed his Snyder cut to the Warner Brothers and AT&T and Warner Media executives was in black and white. It wasn't, you know, that was the unfinished version. So for the longest time, he's lived with this cut in black and white. And that's how his preferred version of it. And that's why the aesthetic of the black and white teaser trailer was released. People were like, black and white? What's black and white? He trying to be artsy? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? This is fucking art. This is fucking art in a superhero. And as, as uh, Pinhead said, this is, after this, is a plateau. Like, oh, you're going to show me Spider-Man? Oh, cool. With a movie? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'll be excited for 10 minutes because maybe Ralph Boner will show up. But <laughs> nothing of this highlight of the motherfucking masterpiece that is the Snyder Cut. For me, personally. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Justice's Great Edition. Uh, so fairly soon. They just said it's coming soon. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up because that's the similar thing that happened to Frank Darabon with the mist cut. He really wanted it in black and white and the studio went no. So I still need to see that. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it to everyone across the board, especially the black and white edition of it. Please, if you get any edition, get the Get the one that gives you both options. The regular edition, see them both. In regular and Frank Frank Darenbot's original vision in black and white. Stephen King still holds up to this day. It's one of his all-time favorite adaptations of his work. So that's saying a lot. And if I'm not mistaken, Mad Max Fury Road on the Blu-ray as well has a black and white. Correct. Correct. Which I own and I need to see it. I need to see that too. Black and Chrome edition, I guess. Oh, what it's called. So yeah. Oh. Alrighty then. We've talked Snyder cuts, but this will not be the last because I'm sure we missed. After this, when I watch it, I'll be like, I missed that, and I missed this, and you know, we forgot to mention that. But oh well, that's the beauty of this. There's so much to feast on. So thank you guys for listening. Let us know your thoughts. We would love to hear your thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League, whether you saw Justice League and perhaps you did the drinking game with us, which is still available. And if you'd like to revisit the Justice League and have a little bit more fun with it, check out the drinking game that Pinhead came up with. We're hoping that it's the first of many drinking games, but we want to see the excitement. We want to see that you want to see more, that you want to hear more of that. So we know that we're not just doing it just for us, which is great, fine and well. I mean, that's cool, but it'd be nice if people let us know like, hey, more of that, just to be clear. Like, so we're like, okay, more of that. Unlike Warner Brothers Studios executives, if you let us know what you want, we will give you gladly more of what you want without, Hell yeah. you know, without, without doing anything extra. So alrighty then. Um, you guys know our socials. The show has gone on for too long. Um, other than that, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. 
it's been a monumental last few days, at least for me, witnessing all of this amazing stuff. Fuck you, Joss Whedon. Fuck you very much. Yeah, fuck you, Mr. Joshua Whedon. Yeah, his name's Joshua Whedon at this point. And I'm loving all the memes that are coming out. My goodness. You know your movie is in its in its rightful place when you're you're hitting the memes and you're capturing, you know, a few good chuckles here and there. So alrighty. Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Bye. Is that motherfucking exists, you motherfuckers? Fuck you, Joshua.